Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 172. I, as always, I am Manny, and I'm here with Matt. Hello, yes, hi. Uh, so I, for this coming Monday, have a, a sleep test at a sleep lab. Oh, finally so i people may know i've had problems with sleep my whole life where like i'd never truly feel rested no matter what and i tried everything and now they finally are like maybe you have a sleep problem wait 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 oh yeah did you try not sleeping on your side and drinking before bed uh, I did try that. Mm. In fact, I've tried all sorts of fun things. I quit caffeine for like seven months. I like, you know, stopped being depressed and took antidepressants. I did all the all the various steps, got a new bed, uh, changed pillows, changed everything. My whole life has changed and it still happens. And so I a couple months ago, you know, this, mm-hmm. which is why you made your joke yeah, yeah. is that I took an at home sleep test. And they said, hey, don't uh, drink alcohol before bed, which I don't drink at all. So, you know, (laughs) 31 years ahead of you on that one. And then they said, like, don't sleep like on your side or like on it was such a weird thing. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And so then I just I went to a real sleep specialist, like the doctor's actual title is like neurologist, but he's a sleep specialist. Mm. And I went in there and he was like, oh, you did the at home sleep test. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, those are basically worthless. <laughs> and then he asked me like a bunch of questions about like what I do, how I like, you know, all kinds of questions. And he was like, OK, well, I can't really tell anything until we have you go to a sleep lab. So I waited three weeks for my insurance to approve it. And now I go there. I have to be there at 7 p.m. The time is 7 p.m. to 5 a.m. And I just was thinking, like, what I can I fall asleep at 7 p.m.? And the answer is yes, yes because I, I can take a nap at 7 p.m. But like th- that's in my own bed. I'm going to be in this weird place hooked up to a bunch of stuff. Am I like going to be able to sleep during that? And then I all I imagine is just being abruptly awoken at like 455 and told to get the fuck out. But I don't know what it's actually like. Um yeah i don't know that's just such a weird time to go seven to five yeah especially when like if it was me who only sleeps like four or five hours a night like that's that's a long that's a long time and so like i always imagined in my mind that it's basically just like you're like on an operating table and there's like you're hooked up to a bunch of stuff and there's a two-way mirror that they watch you through or some shit Mm -hmm. i don't think it is like that at all the lady said it's more like a hotel room so now i really have no idea what to expect uh and i have to wear a loose fitting shirt and loose fitting pants and i can't wear makeup oh. and I ha- I have to be clean and showered <laughs> no hair products and which they sent me that in an email and then the lady called me to confirm and she was like no don't get offended but you you can't wear any makeup or anything and I was just like did someone get offended when you said that like I, what I think there be are like, some... no sleep with makeup on I think there are some women who probably don't like to be in public without makeup Maybe it also may have been a thing where like because I was a dude, she like was thought I was going to be like, fuck you. I don't wear makeup on a man or something. And I was just like, I look, you didn't even have to say this because I already read the fucking thing that you sent me. But yeah, it's over by Best Buy. So I don't know. Well, well, best of luck. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to take Tuesday off because 
I, you know, you're preparing to not sleep well. Yes, basically. And it's more fun to not be at work. So take a sweet sick day. No, I hope, Uh, I hope you have fun with that. Yeah. I hope that it goes well. And I hope that they say, Manny, you have a very rare sleep disease. And I can be like, oh, thank God. This isn't all in my mind. Here's some medication. Yeah, I would love that. That would be tight. Mm-hmm. But I know it's going to be something where they're like, no, nothing's wrong. Ha <laughs> And I'll be like, oh, good. Mm-hmm. Good, good thing we did this and spent the money on it. It could be like the IT crowd where they're like, yeah, you're going to die on Thursday. Oh, that'd be so tight. <laughs> I would be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> but then I'd have to do the podcast alone on Friday. That is that is true. And that is sad. I would let you know beforehand that we could do it early. <laughs> Just that one week. Yeah, just that one week. Uh-huh. Well, if well, if you're dying Thursday, when we'd have to do it Wednesday. So that's true. I mean, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'd let you know. Okay, good. Um, yeah. So that that is just weird. But I wanted to say seven p.m. I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Normal? Like I could because I'm tired all the time. Right, but like right. our normal people, like no, they're just gonna go in there and be like mm, seven p.m. Time for bed. Mm, that is weird. <laughs> it's a fucking weird. It's so weird. Uh, I have a yeah. I, I have a question for you, man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So this week I, I was thinking about like '80s film franchises. Um, okay. So like Back to the Future, like Die Hard, Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones, and stuff. Yeah. Like these very like big ones, and then I was like, what does the '90s have? You know, uh, the Mummy. See, I don't because that was like late '90s and like the early 2000s so i was like like what are like like iconic 90s film franchises so i googled it because i was like what and what on the list there was the matrix and i'm like i don't that doesn't count because the the, no the second and third were in the 2000s now on the top of the list was toy story and i was like yes that that counts i don't think it does what do you mean Toy Story 1 it came out in the 90s. Toy Story 2, I think, came out after 2000. Oh, and Toy Story 3 came out in 2007, 2008. Yeah. See, like, I, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I guess maybe some of the Back to the Future movies came out in the 90s. I, I guess we Toy Story would count, I guess. Uh, but the one that, like, just, like, Austin Powers was another one that showed up on the list. But the one that really blew my mind was number two on this list was the de- before trilogy and i was like I, 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 I exactly i was like what the oh the land before time no 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 oh uh, before sunrise before sunset and before midnight and i was like i've never heard of any of these movies what the fuck is that and then i, I looked it up on rotten tomatoes and they all have like high 90s and like 100 percent apparently it's like some like like just insanely great romance movies that i've just never heard of before okay yeah i've never fucking heard of that i just wanted to check like if you've heard of these so no i've never heard of that in my life but on this list also mission impossible scream which i've never seen any of those See, I feel like some of these don't count at all. There's like 900 Mission Impossible movies. One came out like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like one of those weird things where you're like, I don't know if these count as 90s film franchises. Yeah. I mean, I guess if they started in the 90s, maybe that's what they consider. I, but like, I Because like, then technically the Matrix counts. Yeah, yeah. But like, that's like saying like uh, The Last of Us is a PS3 <laughs> game franchise yeah, i mean it started there no but, you know. no yeah uh, yeah i don't know man that's a weird that is 
I, I guess I don't really know how to describe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was just like, I don't before, like I've never heard of any of these films and like, they're apparently like amazing or something. I think the mummy counts though. Uh, I think the mummy was like also like the matrix where it was like 99. Oh, dang. Uh, when I think about the nineties, I think about it, the matrix. See, it was a May, May 4th, 1999. Like that just seems weird mm. to count that as a, I don't know. A 90s film franchise. I, I accept it. I would consider that more aughts because that's like culturally when they were more, you know. If that makes You're sense. saying that the culture wasn't ready to accept the mummy in May mm-hmm. of 1999? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's I all guess right. Because, like, <laughs> it seems like uh, Brendan Fraser has really, like, turn like everyone's like super positive about him now oh he's it's like the most positive thing in the world uh-huh. like he yeah he's great so which yeah. i mean like legitimately it seems like everyone who's worked with him is they're just like hey he's a really pleasant guy to work with he was great so no yeah and like he disappeared because of all the issues he was having and stuff yeah, and yeah. then was like super honest about it and it's just like one of those like oh this is like really kind of wholesome and i feel bad for the dude that all that stuff happened i hope he you know gets another shot uh yeah yeah and so yeah Yeah, i've never heard of those movies and i'll be honest i am not itching to watch them after you said they are romance films yeah i bet they're not very good well i don't want to say that i bet we they're not for us let's just no it's not yes they're probably not for us (laughs) i will say that with some confidence Mm -hmm. but you know what is for us manny uh Microsoft Microsoft just just dropping all the cash I just this this is one of those things where like I got to work Mm -hmm. at 830 uh, in the morning I looked at Twitter and everyone was just exploding and I was like Mm -hmm. what is happening and I I went to Gamatsu and the top article was Microsoft purchasing Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, excuse me? What? Uh-huh. And like it's one of those things where like usually like some insiders are like not surprised by that kind of thing and they're like, oh yeah, we'd been hearing about this. Fucking literally everyone was like, Are you fucking serious right now? What mm-hmm. what? excuse Mm -hmm. and it's just one of those things where it's like i and the amount of money is absurd (laughs) it's absurd 68.7 billion dollars and it's also one of those things where like i i see both sides of it where there are people who are very much against this and people who are like very much for it and i do i do see both sides i wonder if this is one of those things where the deal will probably take a very long time to go through more than usual because of like antitrust laws and stuff like that. Right. Uh, but like with this purchase, it like, I don't know. Sometimes consolidation is good, but I think that too much consolidation is bad in the case of like what Disney is doing. Right. In terms of uh, like basically buying up like every piece of entertainment ever. I Microsoft like isn't there yet, but they are like reaching a weird line where it's like, I don't know, man. And it is like it is really cool. Like the other part of that, I think, is that like Activision Blizzard has been having a really hard time. I think it's kind of shitty to have Activision capitalize on that by 
selling. You know what I mean? Like, cause it almost seems like, Oh, Hey, this is a good time for us to sell because we suck shit. Um, yeah, but I also I also think that like it will probably help the culture at Activision and Blizzard because it's probably one of those things where Microsoft won't really put up with that shit, uh, and it it just does suck because like they can't answer a lot of questions, right? Like people have asked Bobby Kotick if he will still be the head of Activision Blizzard even after the merger, and he's like, I can't say that, but I I would assume that he will be paid out as soon as oh, it, the deal fully goes through. And like, that sucks. Cause my boy should not get paid out. He should fucking rot in hell. I but. saw a tweet about it. It seems like as soon as he can, he's going to leave and he's going to walk away with like $500 million from this deal. Yeah. So like he just gets a fucking golden parachute. I think that sucks. Cause like dog, this shit sucks. And I, it's also one of those things where like, I think blizzard had a lot of problems even before they were acquired by Activision. Um, but I do think that this purchase could do a lot of good for Blizzard specifically mm-hmm. and Activision specifically, right? Like this is the other side of it where like I, I understand why people are upset about consolidation and stuff and it makes it harder for indie games to like get recognized and get deals and stuff. So like I don't a lot of a lot of indie publishers are like super upset about this. But uh, um, like the the other side of that is like maybe now the studios at Activision don't all have to make Call of Duty. Yes. I mean, like, I I am conflicted here two different fronts. I assume you are too, where it is just kind of like, hey, as an Xbox owner and someone who has Game Pass, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, And then also, like, yeah, as we're saying, like, you know, Activision Blizzard needed a shakeup. I mean, like... Oh, for sure. uh, The good games they were... They've made recently... They just basically shut those down. They're like, we're just going to make Call of Duty. And and like Call mm-hmm. of Duty has gotten to a point where like people aren't even liking Call of Duty anymore. Uh, where Jason Schreier said like now we could potentially see like Call of Duty taking years off, which I think would be very good for that franchise. Yeah, and like I, I think that's really cool. I think a lot of people also immediately jump to the conclusion that they're immediately going to tell Sony to get fucked. And like Sony wouldn't like play. There won't be Call of Duty on PlayStation and stuff like that. And I think you have to look at Minecraft. I think you have to look at Minecraft, but also I think it depends, right? Like with Bethesda, they were out there saying like, oh, yeah, like we're going to look at it on a case by case Mm -hmm. basis. And I think they made the decision there. They'll make the decision on a game by game basis with Call of Duty. It's one of those things where like I wonder I think, first of all, I think that makes too much money on the, on PlayStation for them to stop that, right. right? But on the other hand, what if they count that loss as, like, marketing budget for Game Pass? Right. So, I, I mean, who knows what they're going to do? I don't care personally because I don't care about Call of Duty, but, like, that is a big deal. That's a lot of money for people, and, like, that's a big deal for PlayStation to lose something like that. I... I would be of the mind that they would not let that money slip and that they would let it go. I personally think the next elder scrolls is also going to be on PlayStation. I do too. Um, uh, but I guess I can't say with certainty. I can't say with certainty. I, I understand like Starfield, that's a new IP. So like that doesn't like, I just, I have a feeling the new, the next like Skyrim or elder scrolls. I think that'll be on PlayStation. 
I think Call of Duty, you have to look at Minecraft. I mean, they even released that Minecraft dungeon crawler on everything. Yeah, and and like that's the other thing is I maybe Microsoft just forces crossplay, right? Right. Um, or or some type of stipulation to keep it on there. But uh, I do. I, I think that it will well, be our, similar to yeah, Minecraft. I, say, I, already, I think it'll be the same thing. I don't think they could take away crossplay at this point because the crossplay is already there. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I. It's just like one of those things where it's like this is fucking crazy. Like I thought it was crazy when they bought Bethesda, but <laughs> if you consider like the amount of mm-hmm. Bethesda games are huge, right? Like yeah. Elder Scrolls and things like that, but they don't sell like Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And so like that's just like on another echelon of buck wildness. But on the you know like they also own uh well now they own crash bandicoot spyro banjo kazooie uh and then like they could create an arena shooter with just like halo doom guy bj blaskowitz you know price from call of duty like it just seems like they just have so much now it's crazy yeah but they also own king who makes candy crush now and so that's a fuckload of cash, baby, because Candy Crush makes King a trillion jajillion dollars. Uh, right. So th- that's fucking crazy. They bring back my curious visions. No, yeah, like that. That is what I hope mm-hmm. truly comes out of this is like they let Toys for Bob continue to make crash bandicoot games well, no, they, they let could vicarious make, visions they could bring them back and like someone could make a banjo kazooie game yeah i mean sure i mean why not right why not a vicarious visions could make a good banjo kazooie game mm-hmm. toys for bob could make a good banjo kazooie game mm-hmm. yeah like that would be cool but like either way i just so many of those poor studios that worked at activision and were like merged to work on call of duty or like forced to work on blizzard projects like it just it sucks yeah. and i hate that and i hope that now they don't have to do that but you know call of duty will still be a big money maker for microsoft as well so it's one of those things where it's like i don't know do you think they'll how keep, much that stuff will change do you think they'll keep the three main studios to together uh, like just like all three of those are still making call of duty or do you think they'll have them do something else yeah i don't know i guess it really depends you know I, it's just one of those things where I, at this point, I feel like people like expect Call of Duty to be a yearly franchise. Um, so I, I have no idea how Microsoft would like try to. Well, I think they can finally go about doing that. I think they can finally start getting away from that with things like Warzone that have been uh, long lasting and like people are still playing that type of thing. So, yeah. Uh, you like you can just kind of be like, hey, here's a platform for a couple years. Like, I, I that's my guess, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I don't know. Uh, I I can't. I have find it hard to believe the Call of Duty fan base wouldn't like it be excited about like the potential of having a like having their studios get a couple more years to really make something special and unique. You know. Uh yeah. I mean, unless you're like a professional Call of Duty player and then you need the new game to come out every year so that you can make a living. But I mean, if it's still popular, I, I yeah, I guess I don't I, I don't know how popular yeah. Call of Duty is like professionally. Very much. Do a lot uh, of people watch it? 
I mean, I don't know that a lot of people watch it, but they have tournaments all the time. Well, yeah, so. I, but like, I mean, if they have tournaments all the time, then somebody's watching it, right? Somebody's watching it, yeah. I mean, there's money to be made, so. And I, I don't know if they still have that COD Pro League that Activision was doing either, so. Yeah, and like, I also, I was thinking about that too, like, because the the Overwatch League still exists, so like, technically they own that, and that's weird as well. Yeah. Well, not yet. They don't technically own anything. Well, te- technically, technically, yeah, not yet. Um, but yeah, I this is just one of those things that I I think is crazy. Like the the fact that maybe now like all the games that Blizzard is making have the potential to like have someone come in and be like, hey, what if we made these good instead? <laughs> like World of Warcraft fans have not been happy with the direction that regular World of Warcraft has been taking for couple expansions now right mm-hmm. so if this means that maybe they can like shake up a little bit of the world of warcraft development or like you know it's just like sometimes sometimes you can like shift course just enough to like course correct and i it, it's not like blizzard was never a good developer you know what i mean like there was a time just a couple years ago mm-hmm. when they were still killing it and it's just like over time people left and things change and the you know, the culture gets to people enough that it like just started fucking tanking. So I, I, I do hope for blizzard as well, but I, I think the main thing that's going to come out of this is just, I really hope that uh, the Activision studios that were absorbed into call of duty get to not do that anymore. Well, and I have to imagine that like Microsoft or, you know, Xbox specifically, they have like a, a, a substantial like support staff that can help their, their developers and like, mm-hmm. Hey, we're having issues with this like line of code type of thing. And like, yeah. And so like they, they can probably like send their a team and kind of help with that stuff. So um, I, I think it could be very good for developers, um, but we'll have to yeah. see. I mean, like Microsoft has been buying a ton of studios lately. So yeah. Like, okay. So the, the last thing I was going to say about this is game pass is broken. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they're it's insane. The, it's redonkulous, Matt. Mm-hmm. Think about like the fact that every Call of Duty would come to Game Pass day one. Every Blizzard game would come to Game Pass day one and be on it forever. So like, does that mean that World of Warcraft would be on Game Pass? No, because like there's still that monthly subscription. There's still the monthly subscription. But like, what if you get in and you get that taste like a drug dealer? You know, well, you what I'm more wondering free, is what's going to happen to the Blizzard launcher? That Microsoft owns Battle.net. Well, yeah. Put Game Pass, put Game Pass on Battle.net. I mean, do you think they keep that around just for legacy? Oh, they have to keep, they have to keep Battle.net around. Because it's good. Maybe they did. I don't know, though. They tried to put Call of Duty in there and then they had to take it out because people were butthurt. It wasn't just Blizzard games. <laughs> So, you know, I really have no idea if they just kind of well, because like if it genuinely feels like Bethesda, I mean, they're still keeping that name around in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I'm talking like the like the publisher side Yeah, or like even at the press conference, if you remember, they're like, hey, here's our like our Bethesda section. And it it, it felt very weird where you're like, this feels separated. Uh, so I'm wondering if they're going to do the same thing here where like they're technically all under the Microsoft umbrella, but like you're not going to think about it too much. 
Yeah, yeah, probably. At least um, maybe like the Blizzard side. I don't know, like maybe like the Activision side. Like I don't know if those fans they're more casual, so I don't know if they're gonna care or even notice. Yeah, I don't know. Because like you ask the average Call of Duty fan, and I bet they don't even know. Like they probably can't even name the three developers that make those games. Uh, I don't know that that's the case. I think most people probably know Infinity Ward and Treyarch. I would guess not many as many people know Sledgehammer, but because but that was like that was a huge deal, right? Because people would know they like the Infinity War, Infinity Ward ones because those were modern warfare or they like the Treyarch ones because those ones have zombies. Sure, I guess. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, that used to be the case anyways. I mean, I haven't talked to someone actively who plays Call of Duty in like a fucking or like ju- like a, I'm talking about like just exclusively they play like the Call of Duty and they just kind of like pick that up every once in a while or, you know, like once. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, but so what I was I was thinking about this as well. Mm-hmm. There's not that many like large. American slash European studios left are you talking about publishers or like yeah publisher yeah publishers and developers both like there is uh ubisoft and ubisoft is france well yeah i know i'm just saying in europe as well like uh so like ubisoft and ubisoft oh no ea ubisoft and ea even though ea has studios all over the world because what i thought was weird about this and i've thought this is weird this whole time is i wonder if acquisitions happen differently in japan because no one has like bought a japanese studio like even sony has not i well the the japanese culture is a little different where like you pick a company and then you just stay at that company no i know but like if i was microsoft I probably would have tried to buy Sega over Activision. I mean, I re- because like I understand like Candy Crush and Call of Duty are huge, but like think about all the stuff that Sega makes mm-hmm. and then add Atlas in with that. And like, I just feel like it's the thing that Xbox d- is missing that PlayStation has, right? Like the, the large gap in their type of library is like most Japanese developers don't even put games out on Xbox anymore because they just don't sell in Japan. So they just only come out on PlayStation. Like I know that's been slightly different recently with like Yakuza and stuff, but yeah, I don't know. Like Yakuza persona doesn't come out on Xbox consoles. Just Sonic is a huge character. Well, that'd be Square Enix, but but yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying, like the the like Final Fantasy VII, the remake never made its way to Xbox. No, yeah, and so like that's another one where like Square Enix. I was like, I wonder why no one tried to buy Square Enix, and then I remembered that a lot of their other studios are not Japanese studios, like Crystal Dynamics and um, you know stuff like that. So I, it's just one of those weird things where like, yeah, Activision at Blizzard, I mean, is a is a good purchase for sure, and like it's going to make them a quadrillion dollars. It's just I. I wonder why no one has gone after Square or Sega because like they are probably cost less money than this. I would assume. Uh, I wonder if like, you probably probably could have bought them both for this price. Probably. (laughs) But I mean, I do want to point out that like two that come to mind, like uh, more Western is uh, Warner brothers and take two. 
oh, right, Warner Brothers and Take-Two, whereas Warner Brothers is already, like, being sold right now. Right. They're, like, their things are, like, in the process of being sold in a really weird way, so, like, they don't even technically know who they're owned by at the moment. Uh, that that whole acquisition thing is bizarre because, like, Discovery is buying it from AT&T or whoever the fuck owns WB. It's bizarre. Um, and then, like... Yeah, Take-Two, take though, is is an interesting one. But then, like... Yeah, no, this is where the consolidation of the games industry gets weird is because like then you also have the Embracer group buying up a fuckload of developers like I didn't they buy Gearbox recently? Yeah, I think they might. And so, and so like they have like a ton of studios underneath them. Then you have Microsoft with a ton of studios under them. Sony obviously has a lot and like they bought Insomniac and Bluepoint. So like it's just one of those things where now oh, it's cool. like. Yeah, House Mark. It's just one of those things where it's just like everyone owns like a fuckload of studios and there's not that many like outside of that now. And it just feels really strange. Yeah, I mean, like but, if we're talking like bigger indie studios, like Remedy is still kind of kicking around. Yeah, but they're in their weird deal with Epic as well. But like Remedy's always kind of like they they did deals with um, 505. 505 and Microsoft. uh I mean, they've, they've always kind of gone to the bigger publishers, kind of like, yeah. And I mean that, yeah, kind of like I, they remind me a lot of insomniac in that way that like, you know, like insomniac always kind of worked with one of like one of the bigger publishers, but they were indie for however long they were. I bet take two, uh, is actually really expensive. They probably couldn't buy them because it was what, two weeks ago that take two bought Zynga for like $7 billion. Yeah. Which I mean, like, Take two also has like um, Rockstar in some ways, right? Yes, they do. That would definitely cost a lot. Interesting. Take two's revenue last year was a billion dollars. Well, that's got to be just like uh, GTA Online is like ninety percent of that. Yeah, I would assume so. Um, but then they also have like those money makers of like uh, the wrestling game and the, the basketball game that costs like ten dollars to produce, and then they make millions from that as well. Yeah. Um, See, I take two. I, I can't imagine they're really even for sale. I bet they're they're fine. No, yeah, I bet take two is fine. But like, it's just one of those things where it, it's always interesting because, like, remember when. Ubisoft was like in danger of being bought out by Vivendi. And it was like, they always had those really weird E3 press conferences where they were like, uh, I hope we don't get bought out. <laughs> it was like, it was just, they were always had like this really fucking weird tone that was like, Oh God, hopefully we can stay independent and do what we want. It's like, Oh Jesus Christ. They would like all get on stage and be like, this is the Ubisoft family. And you're like, Dear God, man. Which Ubisoft is another one that's huge, but we just don't think about it because all their studios are called Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah, they're all just Ubisoft, whatever. But they're big. Like, I, I bet that they wouldn't be able to buy anything. And it's, it's also just one of those weird things because now people keep saying, like, oh, what's Sony going to buy? What's Sony going to buy? And it's well, like the difference between Microsoft and Sony in terms of money they have to buy things is like an infinite scale. Like Microsoft is so much larger than Sony in that regard that it's like, it's insane. How much did, when you really put it in perspective, the amount of money Insomniac cost was like nothing. Oh, it was like $4. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
it just yeah it's one of those things where like they don't have that 229 million 229 million yeah whereas like a 67 billion for activision well i mean they paid over five times that amount for minecraft for just mojang and like keep in mind i mean this was after insomniac made uh, sony's most profitable game yeah like it's just it's fucking crazy talk which I assume they them having such a great relationship like like Insomniac and Sony was a huge aspect of why that like that happened. Yeah, but it's just one of those things where now people are like, "Is Sony gonna buy Square Enix?" Like, dude, Sony can't afford Square Enix. Okay, like oh. we don't. I don't. I don't think Sony can buy any of these like larger conglomerate like publishers. Like they don't have that kind of cash. Which I mean, like somebody like Sega would be interesting. Just because, like, Sega has that, like, very quiet studio creative assembly that just, yeah. like, consistently is cranking out, like, good games. But, like, like I don't know. Like, that just does not – like, creative assembly just does not seem like a Sony studio to me. No, and, like, I – yeah, it's just a weird thing. And, like, I, I still always think of Atlas as a separate company from Sega, even though they're not now because they just, like, are fully autonomous and, like, make their own shit. But – Hear me out, Manny. Yeah. Hey, Namco. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I forget. Oh, damn it, Namco. What about Namco? Yeah, get in there. Anim- Sony is the place for anime. We've done exactly, it. Exactly. I saw a shit post on Resetera that said the only way Sony can combat this is to buy OnlyFans. <laughs> um, so, you know, hopefully that's happening soon. Uh-huh. That's, yeah. You can call it Sony fans. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. I uh, yeah, I did this fucking this whole thing blew my mind open. I don't understand. It's crazy talk. Which I know we mentioned uh, Game Pass in all this uh, conversation, uh, and then I saw a news article that said Game Pass now has twenty five million subscribers. Which then I, I got thinking about it, and I was like, Jesus! Like, uh, let's assume those twenty five million. They just have the lower end. That's a 250 mil per month of revenue. Get it. Which, I mean, they also are selling the $15 one. Yeah. You know, which is what I pay for. But then there are also the people that are like gaming the system and like constantly like every two months just restarting up for a dollar or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's probably around the 250 million when it's all said and done. And that's just like that's per month. That is per month. It's it's insane. Yeah, I mean, good for them. Yeah. Like at the same time, they're doing a great job with it because it's not just these big AAA games. As we mentioned before the podcast started, they added that like the small indie game Pup, uh, Paparazzi to the yeah Paparazzi like Windjammers just came out. Uh, um, fucking, they added Death's Door and like seven other indie games this yesterday so. so that's why like i don't know if like microsoft by buying activision blizzard like is bad for the indies when like microsoft is still showing an interest in like showing off the indies and stuff and no they are but it is it is definitely bad for visibility and getting a deal sure because you have less people to shop your product to oh in that sense sure I get that, yeah. but like either either way, you're gonna have to work with Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, and Steam at some point. Like even if you're going through a different publisher, those four are still some like 
companies you have. Well, yeah, but Steam is like a totally different thing. You have to pay them like a very small amount of money in terms of the grand scheme of things to just put your game on the platform. Sure, sure. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a very weird thing. And like I do, I do understand the dangers of consolidation at a very large scale. So like. It's one of those things where I, you know, I don't know. I, it, it, like, I, I also see the positives of this. So, you know, I, 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 we are dangerously heading to a world where like everything is owned by five companies. Yeah. One of them is Microsoft and the other (laughs) one is Disney. So, Microsoft, Disney, Amazon. Yeah. And then somehow Nintendo is just like floating along. That's how I envision it. I love Nintendo. They're they're just because like I whenever I have a conversation with this about someone of like, oh, man, Sony should buy this or like Microsoft is buying this. Like no one's ever talking about Nintendo. (laughs) Yeah. And Nintendo just bought somebody somewhat recently, right? Uh, I the Metroid. Oh, yeah. Mercury Steam. And before that, they bought, um, I can't think of the name either, but like Luigi's Mansion people. So they're just quietly building up, you know, uh, developers as well. Yeah. So it's it's just one of those weird things where like it it happens all the time where people like talk about how the ability and people who make software are at like a ridiculous premium right now. And so studio publishers and companies are just buying studios so that they don't have to worry about that you know well and like uh crystal dynamics is helping make microsoft games right now yeah so it's just weird everything's just weird uh which also weird i know i didn't put it here but did you see there's a lot of rumors about like uh sony and it seems like there's gonna be a press conference in february and like they're going to start they're going to try to do something new with PlayStation now. Yeah, the the whole thing leaked before. Yeah, yeah, so uh also like it seems like PS3 games are showing up on the PS5. Uh interesting. Uh, so you didn't see that? I didn't see that part of it, no. So yeah, it seems like so like like the whole backwards compatibility is coming back into play with the PS5. So it's going to be very interesting to see what what's Sony has something going on, uh, and I, I'm kind of excited to see what they're they're up to. So. The only thing I hope they're up to is making the UI better. So I don't think they're doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I assume you're to a point where you're primarily used to it, right? No, yeah, it doesn't really matter. But I just would like it to be better sure. in general. Sure. Um. So, yeah, and then the last thing I put on here, uh, Nintendo-related, Pokemon Legends Arceus comes out next Friday. That shit, like every Pokemon game, people got it early. You want to know literally everything you can possibly know about Pokemon Legends Arceus? The internet has got you right now. Uh, I know what every new Pokemon looks like. I know what all the Hisuian forms look like. Some of them I think are very cool. Some of them I think suck ass. Uh, he's suing Arcanine though. I'm, I go, I like him. He cool. So which one sucks ass? Uh, I don't like, well, see, because I don't know what people, what's a spoiler to people, but there's a, he's suing Gumi. I don't like that. Well, what is uh, the, no, what is the, what the typing of which one? 
Hisu and Gumi. Yeah. I don't remember. The only one I ever remember is Hisu and Typhlosion, and he is Fire and Ghost. Okay. And he is my baby, and I love him. Because like Gudra is just dragon, so I'm kind of wondering. Yeah, I don't remember what the other typing is. Um, I also can't remember what the typing of Hisuian Samura and Hisuian Decidueye are offhand. I think Samura is water dark, and Decidueye is grass fighting. I think. Uh, I do. I do really like Hisu and Decidueye. Um, I really it. like Hisu and Typhlosion, and uh, Hisu and Samurai like doesn't look different enough for me. But um, I think he's cool. But but the main reason I wanted to talk about this outside of that, like I, that was more a warning to people saying like if you don't want spoilers for this game, maybe stop looking it up until next week because right. uh, it's everywhere. But the Pokemon Company did the worst possible job marketing this game. Like it's shocking they would like put out 50 second videos on the pokemon twitter like every week that would give you no information and then they put out like a 15 minute video in japan that like didn't really give that much new information and like didn't really tell you what you were doing in the game and then they did that same thing with a different 13 minute english video a couple weeks ago and like a lot of people were just like, I don't think this is going to be for me. Like, I'm glad they're doing something different, but like, it just doesn't look great. And like the graphics are awful. And I, you know, I just, it doesn't seem that good. And now what has happened is everyone who is playing it. And like, after seeing footage, people are like, this game fucking looks sick. And like all the leakers are saying how much they actually really enjoy it and stuff. And I just think it's one of those things where it's like, what are you guys doing you finally made a new thing and you like couldn't even figure out how to properly market it it just like uh, it's so frustrating and i i still do think that this is like not going to be for everyone because it is mostly about capturing pokemon as opposed to um like battling and i know there's no breeding or anything in this one um ditto actually is not in it spoilers so uh, the whole Pokedex leaked as well. So if you want to see like a list of all the Pokemon, you know, Dex it happens, strikes again. Are people Every freaking Every Pokemon's not in this game. No, no, people aren't freaking out this time, which I think is hilarious. You know what I think is really funny, though? So th the list I saw was split up by Generation. Generation 7, literally the only Pokemon from that is the Decidueye line. There are no other Gen 7 Pokemon in the game. Decidueye is pretty cool. fucking crazy. Decidueye is really cool. I really like them. Uh, that's one of those things where, like, because they were just forms, I, uh, I, I, you know, I just looked at them because I, you know, I would like to see what they look like. Um, I think my favorite thing though is so there is Hisuian Sneasel and it evolves into a new Pokemon and its name is fucking Sneaseler. <laughs> like what? Uh, and Quillfish evolves into Overquill. And those two names, I was like, these are the most Pokemon-ass Pokemon names of all time. Overquill? Come on, man. What are we doing here? Uh, I, I, you know, I won't spoil the rest of them because there's a, there's a fair amount of them. But it, I, I don't know, like, the game looks cool. And, like, I, I am very excited to play it next week. I just... The fucking Pokemon company, man. I don't know what the fuck. You gotta, you gotta do a better job with your advertisements and shit. Yeah, yeah. 
it is it is cool because I think it is like the logical next step of the wild area is like what it looks like to me. So, yeah, I think they're 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 not just doing the same old thing. It's not derivative. I mean, like I'm excited they're trying something new. No, yeah, and like I, people are upset that their Pokémon don't have abilities or held items in this like they did in Let's Go. Um but in the code, they all do have abilities. So it seems like they will probably come to like the next real full Pokemon game. Uh, oh, that's weird. So th- that is neat. And they they changed the way stats work so that it works like um, Shin Megami Tensei, which I can't really get into and explain here on the podcast, but I think that's cool. So, you know, it'll be different. And like there still are battles they had to change the way some of the moves work uh like stealth rock i think is a move that hurts now and stuff but yeah there's all kinds of info out there and like you can watch streams of the whole game and stuff i have not watched a lot of footage because i just want to play it for myself uh usually yes but um sometimes when it's in other countries they don't but usually if it's a u.s stream usually they'll always get shut down i don't know what the difference is but and then people will like go to a different site and stream it on yeah. some weird sketchy bullshit and the videos will get out there anyways. So um I I think the real bummer was I wanted to see Hisu and Typhlosion, and the only pictures that people were putting out were him without his flames out. Oh. And so he just looks lame when he doesn't have his flames out. And so then I finally someone posted a gif this morning and I was like, Hell yeah, that looks sick. That's my boy. But yeah, I don't know. I'm excited about this. I it it should be it should be really cool like even if it's not that great like the fact that they're doing something different i think is uh a good sign for the future of pokemon so yeah i i hope this sells well and then maybe yeah, they do kind of like what um rgg is doing where it's just like every other game is like hey here's a beat em up here's the more here's like an, an rpg here's the beat em up here's the rpg yeah so like the the thing that i thought would be cool is like what if it's this game now and then next year it's like the next gen game right the next like regular pokemon game and then the year after that they do like let's go fucking pichu and meryl i don't know whatever the gen 2 one would be then they do a remake and then they do uh another legends game you know what i mean like have legends be another like spin-off type that you can add into that rotation i i i would love another let's go but i don't know if we'll ever see another one again dude i just feel like it's a missed opportunity and i know that like i know that pokemon fans like dunk on it or whatever but like it made a fuckload of money still Oh, I, it's my favorite uh, Pokemon game on the Switch. Oh, yeah, I, I think that's true for me, too. Like, I just think that game's fun. I, I don't know. And we, we've talked about that a lot on this podcast, but I just think that game's really fun. And, like, I hope that this is the same. Obviously, it won't be fun in the same way because it's a way different type of gameplay. But, like... See, like, my thing... Like, you enjoy... Like, you, you like going out and collecting the Pokemon. That's what you like to do. Mm-hmm. I'm more about the battling and leveling them up that's what yeah, I, it's like this game is not I, that so i don't know if i'm gonna end up ever picking this up i don't i haven't decided yet yeah like it's and also like they never showed any trainer battles in the footage but there i guess there are a lot more trainer battles than zero 
but that's like something they didn't show either. So I, you know, I don't, I don't know how it's going to pan out. And I've been trying to not look at the battles specifically because I don't want to see who you actually fight because I think it might be like important to the, you know, the whole thing, but yeah, I'm excited. And like, I hope that they also do a DLC the way they did for sword and shield, where it's like two things that add like new, interesting regions yes yes to the to the area and i mean if especially if it's like a weird uh, which i mean the two they added to sword and shield are basically just like new huge wild areas anyways so i don't see why they wouldn't be able to do that here and then like then you get a new slew of pokemon that people won't shut the fuck up about how they're not in it and add a couple new hisuian forms while you're at it you know yeah, yeah I, I i mean that would be smart but i think it all comes down to how well this sells so yeah i, I think that too so i i hope i hope for the best but people seem excited i don't know and like they let japanese press play it and all the press was pretty positive about it mainly just like hey it's different like hell yeah <laughs> so that's cool but yeah that that's out there and like some places are shipping it early to people so maybe you get lucky out there uh but that's that's really it for the news i mean it's hard to top Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard. So, yeah, and other than that, there really wasn't anything. I kept looking. No, yeah, but uh, but hey, I mean, like that is huge news. Like that might be the biggest news of the entire year. Oh yeah, it's fucking buck wild. So, um, uh, so I, I guess you know, with that, we'll just oh, I'll, I just kind of want to delete that, but uh, yeah, okay. Uh, with that, uh, I guess we'll just kind of move on to the games we've been playing. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first, like always? Uh, you can go first. Uh, I guess I'll start with Darkest Dungeon. So, Manny, mm-hmm. as you know, I was really kind of taking my time with it last week. I was just kind of slowly leveling up my characters, mm-hmm. uh, and then like I got them to level six, which level six is max. And then at that point, I was like, "All right, now I'm going to start doing the level three dungeons, or whatever you want to call them." I got to one of the level three bosses, total team wipe. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't even know what I could have done differently. Wasn't it like one of those things where like you unlock more stuff and like people and archetypes as you go and like do more stuff? I I mean, like I could see I still have like one one more armor in like deep like defense and armor like like upgrade on like weapons and armor to upgrade. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I pretty much had them like maxed out and they were level six and I can't level them up anymore. <laughs> I got team wiped by a boss. And I was just like, Oh, I realistically don't see myself ever beating this game. Yeah. So after about 15 hours, I just kind of had to just walk away from the game. I wasn't angry. I didn't, it wasn't like a rage quit. It was just more of like an acceptance of like, this is too hard for me. Um, yeah. Which I think in some ways is kind of cool. Cause like, as we've mentioned, like games today are made to be beaten. Mm-hmm. So kind of cool that there's like this game out there, like game franchise. Cause they made a They're making a second one. Uh, that like it's not for everyone like this is mm-hmm. like this is like this is so goddamn dense and so hard i i don't know what i could have done differently because it wasn't that one of those cases where like i got like fucked over it just like i don't know like i fought the boss and it just killed it destroyed me well the one thing, <laughs> it, thing it did fuck me over with is it it just like hyper focused on my healer until my healer was dead 
and then and then everything just fell apart after that. So. Well, yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, which I assume the game is kind of programmed to just kind of like do that. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, after about 15 hours, I just kind of went like, okay, I get, I get what darkest dungeon is. I, I feel like 15 hours is more than enough time to really give a game a chance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I have to be realistic and say like, Hey, I'm not the smartest person. I'm not the greatest tactician. So like this game, I is not for me. So. I, uh, I moved on from that. Um, I'm still just slowly making my way through Paper Mario. Uh, last night, the last thing that happened, I was in the desert area, mm-hmm. and I think of the, the 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 character's name, but I got the like the the the, the floating Koopa. Oh yes, the mailman. Yes. Or no, wait, was it the mailman? Okay. I had to give him three letters and now he's part of my party. Okay. I couldn't remember if you get the mailman and uh thousand year door or if it's this one, but yes. So part of the reason I don't remember his name is because I like literally added him to my party and then I just kind of like shut the game off. So Yeah. Did you see what came out on the N64 app yesterday? Banjo Kazooie? Banjo Kazooie. It wasn't it on was- the app though. Oh, interesting. Uh, it might have been come out at a weird time, but it's definitely out now, I think. Uh, weird. Because, weird t- I, I mean, I was literally playing it like late last night. Like You might have to like quit the app or something, like do some weird shit. Update. I literally had to do a system update. And then I was like, oh, this is Banjo-Kazooie. And then I checked and like Banjo-Kazooie wasn't there. <laughs> I was like, OK, weird. I'll, I'll have to check after this. But I watched like a. Digital Foundry didn't do like an analysis yet, but they did a like a side by side video of N64 Switch and the Xbox version. And uh, it looks like it's fine, actually, uh, on the Switch. So that's a that's a good thing. And it looks like they have at least been patching Ocarina of Time's issues that it's had. So I have faith that they'll try harder, you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like Paper Mario has been playing flawless flawlessly for me so far so i haven't had any issues yeah. uh but then the, the two big games i've been playing this week is uh ratchet and clank up your arsenal and ac res uh assassin's creed revelations uh, mm-hmm. i want to mention because last week i mentioned about ratchet and clank a uh, one other big thing about this game that i forgot to mention was that uh this is the first game that uh, nefarious is introduced Oh, so that, nice. that does actually seem like a big deal. It just did yeah, yeah. a big deal to me because like I've played a couple games with Nefarious now. Uh, mm-hmm. So like him being but like this is his first appearance. So that's been so that, that is something notable. And then uh, but other than that, like I've made it through the game. I'm now in the final world where it seems like it's like this like. I I don't know, but like I've died a couple times and had to re like, and then it like when you die, you get sent back to the very start of the level. So it seems like it's going to be pretty difficult, but the one nice thing I like about it is like, even if you die, you keep all the experience that you've gained. Mm-hmm. Like at least I'm still like leveling up and getting more health, uh, even if I'm dying. So like I have faith I'll be able to grind my way through it a little bit. So, and then Assassin's Creed Revelations, it just continues to feel more like Assassin's Creed. Although last night, I think I encountered one of the worst moments or sequences, whatever you want to call it, in any Assassin's Creed game. 
Hell yeah, what happened? It, are you familiar with Revelations at all? Uh, I might have seen the ending. Okay. Well, no. When Willie beat it. Uh, I'm specifically talking about, uh, like, you exit the Animus, and then you can kind of go into, like, their Desmond levels. Yes. But they're just, like, first-person puzzle levels. Mm-hmm. It, that was terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was terrible. Because it's all, like, first-person puzzle platforming, and you're like, this is awful, and I have no context for where I am, and I keep falling and then getting reset. And, yeah, it took me, like, a half hour to get through something that probably should have taken me, like, five to ten minutes. Nice. That was that was less fun. Uh, so, but there's four of those. I don't know if I'll do any more. <laughs> but like the the actual Assassin's Creed part where I'm playing as um, not Desmond. Um, Ezio. Ezio. I'm I'm enjoying. Although Ezio's so old, he's so old, man. He's so old. Oh, like he doesn't even look like Ezio. It's just, nah. It, it's so weird. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I don't know how it ends, but I know it doesn't end great. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm enjoying the ride. Uh, like this, the ending of this one was more just like, uh, wh- why? okay. Why? Like, why does this exist? Yeah. Like, why is this a game? I, that was like when I, I saw it twice. I saw it when Willie beat it. And then I saw it again. I think when Phil beat it and I was just like, this like, Okay, fine. I you made a third one because like people like Hetzio and you know. I think it was more they were like we need more time to make Assassin's Creed three, so they were like yeah, because yeah, it was so good. Uh, I I feel like I give three a bum rap. I just really didn't like it. I like the the concepts are there, you know. It just I don't I I didn't like it as much as any of the previous ones. So. Like you have very little interest in like the revolutionary war. Oh, so, so little, but like even outside of that, like I, I, that's where like the boat combat comes in and I didn't really, it was fine. Um, and then like, yeah, just there's something about like, everything is so fucking spread out because it's not like in a big city, right? There are like some bigger cities, but then still like none of the buildings are super tall and like, the ability to like climb trees is like kind of cool, but then it's just like, I I don't know. I would have rather, you know, a more city based thing. And like, then like unity and uh, like black flag, get that stuff right in a way that well, black three flag just is, totally doesn't black flag is very spread out as well. It is, but like, it does have those bigger areas and stuff that like feel more like Assassin's Creed and not to say that three doesn't, but it just like, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. And that was also where I felt like the storytelling in Assassin's Creed sort of fell apart for me, where I don't think I felt like I was like living in a fever dream, like all the parts where you are playing as the character in the animus, like sometimes they just like the screen will just like white out and then there'll be like a weird time skip and you're like, what the fuck? I, I don't know, man. And the same thing happened in Black Flag, too. So, like, mm-hmm. I, it's just they started doing, like, really weird storytelling things where I was just like, all right, this this is not my jam anymore, I don't think. But see, like, I, at least with three, I think what I'm most excited about is, like, how many other games are set in, like, the Revolutionary War? 
Yeah, like not that many. So. I, my options are like slim to none. So it's just like I, I, I that's a huge reason why I'm excited to check it out, because I'm like, I how many like there are as far as I can think of, like there's just no other. Unless uh, I there's like a really terrible 360 game about traveling through time. Sure. I can't think of what the fuck it's called. Is it time jumpers or something like that? I don't know. I just know that the gameplay was terrible. Uh, but like I, I know like the Total War has like uh, Empire Total Wars around that time period. Mm-hmm. But that's that's an RTS and that's completely different. So. Yeah, I, three just as oh man because like I I think the concept of playing as a native american character is like very interesting but then it just like doesn't i don't know dude it just doesn't do it for me which is fine not everything has to do it for everybody you know it just was, wasn't wasn't like, for me you are not unique saying like three was no and i i did i didn't even hate it as much as a lot of people did like i i got through the game and i was just like well i didn't really like that that much at the time like i wasn't like fuck this uh, like i i think the way that they finish the desmond story is like whack as fuck but i the the actual gameplay is like oh it's Mm -hmm. you know it's assassin's creed but in a setting that i don't really you know it just isn't for me right so whereas like i think uh fucking uh, what the hell is the one in london Uh, syndicate like i think syndicate would be fucking so sick oh yeah. so you know you you, you get to meet charles dickens see that rules Mm -hmm. yeah like i i just think like most of the other like settings did it more for me whatever and and i mean like syndicate is my favorite and i think it is because it is just like hey this is a city and that's basically it yeah and you have a grappling hook that's fucking sweet mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know but yeah um, I, i'm enjoying revelations uh for what it is it's one of those things where like at first i was a little disappointed because it is just more of the same but like at the same time like you can start then just like you, you let that disappointment go and then you can just kind of enjoy the game for what it is so yes yeah. Uh, when you are playing through all the Assassin's Creeds, are you going to play the Liberations, the like definitive edition of Liberations, which was the Vita game? I haven't. I don't know. I, I, I'm just going to play three. I'm going to play, you know, three and then four and then. And then I, at that point, I've played all the mainline ones because yeah, I know you tried to play Rogue. I tried. Yeah, Rogue. and you did not like it. But I, I know that people did really like Liberation. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, and it was like Black Lady, right? Yeah. And like with the definitive edition, it's probably like fine, like in terms of like playing it. Uh, oh. But I think that's the same map as three. Mm, interesting. I don't know. I know that people like were like kind of okay with that game i just never gave it a try and then the definitive edition came out so much after the fact that i was like not gonna go back and play an uprez vita game or whatever the, I, I think it was vita but it might have been p it couldn't have been psp that seems impossible uh liberation was 2012 which definitely would have been the vita yeah so like i know people thought that one was okay and it took place in the same world and i i think people liked that character that you play as more than connor from three as well so I don't it, know. it seems like it got remastered in 2019 so yeah and so it was like much more playable and like a i bet closer it, to like a full-fledged assassin yeah movie. i bet it does feel just fine because um, i mean i don't know why they would have remade it otherwise you know what i mean if right. people didn't like it beforehand so i i mean i haven't decided let's see how i still have you know <laughs> finish revelations three and then i want to play through four which i know four is a big game 
Black. I thought you played Black Flag before. I played it for a couple hours and I fell off. But like, I okay. I, I have more of an appreciation for the series now that I think I would like mm. actually make it through. Uh, so. Yeah, pirates just do it for me. So that's that's why I like that one. You got to sing the sea shanties, baby. Uh, all right. So that's what you played. I didn't play a lot of the two games I played. Like I kept playing Genshin and Final Fantasy 14. Um, but I saw like four friends on my Steam friends list playing a game called Vampire Survivor. And I was like, oh, maybe they're playing together. They are not. It's a single player game and it costs three dollars on Steam. It came out in uh, in early access December 17th. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just like about a month ago. Uh, and I it must have blown up because now a bunch of YouTubers are playing it and stuff. And I don't really know how to describe it. They describe it as you are the bullet hell. And so <laughs> imagine the graphics of Castlevania mm-hmm. so much so that they probably could get sued by Konami. OK, like think about like the early Castlevania games and like symphony of the night style graphics, right? Like the, the main dude fucking has a whip and then the power ups you get are like holy water and <laughs> like the magic wand and shit, like just literally straight up. And sometimes when you break candlesticks, you get chicken. Okay. But you start and it's like this huge room and whatever character you start with will have a certain power. Like the the first character has a whip, right? And then as you walk around, more enemies will start coming onto the screen. And when you kill them, like they will drop little uh, like experience orbs. And when you level up, you can choose like a new weapon to get. So like then by the time you're like level 15 and you're like 10 minutes in and you've picked up some treasure chests, your dude is like fucking got Bibles floating around him with like 12 whips and he's like shooting out like fucking 100 flames. Uh, and so that that is the goal is do you just move. That's the gameplay. You move and pick what happens when you level up what you get. Um, and I, I believe that the goal is to get to 30 minutes and then kill the Grim Reaper. But I can't even make it that far. I get to like eight minutes and then there's this weird rush of skeletons and they just like fucking annihilate me. Mm. So, you know, I'll, I'll get better. We'll see. And like you unlock more characters as you go in like a roguelite type of fashion. Um, but it is still an early access. I don't know like what they're going to add other than maybe some more weapon types and uh, more character archetypes. But it's neat for three bucks. Like I had a fun time. It seems dangerously like they could get sued by Konami for the, you know, this is just fucking Castlevania. Like some of the sprites even seem like they were ripped from Castlevania. Like the way the skeletons look, the way the bats look like it just, I I don't know, man, you just turn it on and you're like, Ooh, this Castlevania. So, uh, that's a really interesting game. $3 full. That's full price on steam. Like it's not on sale or anything. I I don't know if it's going to go up when they're out of early access and I don't know how long they're going to be in early access, but it's neat. I enjoyed it. Um, and then I was going to buy Windjammers two on my own, but, Microsoft said, what if we put it on Game Pass? And I said, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I learned that I'm still bad at Windjammers. Oh, no. I lose on easy to the AI. (laughs) Uh, But it is... Have no fear, it is Windjammers. You are 
a man or woman in very short shorts and you throw the power disc and you score points. Uh, I am not enough of a connoisseur of the original Windjammers to know like what are new moves. It feels like you have a little bit more mobility and uh, a little bit more options and like throwing other than throwing straight basically, or at the wall at an angle, you can kind of curve the shot too, by doing like a weird half circle motion. Uh, and the, the supers are like much wilder. Um, but yeah, it, it feels like wind jammers and like, I, there's not much else to say about it. Like it is just like, Hey, this is like a weird Frisbee throwing game that has like strange fighting game esque mechanics mm-hmm. in it. Like it's just a one V one thing. Um, there's just an arcade mode and an online mode. It doesn't seem like you really unlock anything or anything like that. It's just like regular Windjammer. It's basically an arcade game that is meant to be played like a fighting game. You know, you get good and dunk on people if you want to. Um, but it is fun. Like I, I do, I like it in the way that I like Windjammer's one. Is this something I, that you're like? Oh, this is this is gonna be fun for extra life. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think we'll have a lot of fun playing it, and it you know it takes nothing to run sure. so like m- most people could play it it's just you know f- fun mm-hmm. art mm-hmm. uh yeah i, I don't like I, I legitimately don't have much to say about it All it right. just is it's wind jammers again i think dot mu did a good job and like the apparently the wind jammer scene in france where they are is huge like the the pro wind jammer scene they're all out there in france and they worked with them a lot on this for the balancing of characters and like how online works and stuff like that. So, and that, that they'd been saying that from the beginning. So, you know, they, they really tried to capture the original wind jammers and it just feels like that again. So I would say they were successful at that. Um, I don't know, like if this is for everyone, so it's probably good that it's on game pass so that they, you know, at least get a, a certain return on investment for it. I would have guessed that it had to do well enough because they they also remastered Windjammers, so I guess they wouldn't have been like we're making a sequel if it didn't do them well enough. But, right. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Uh, I was gonna do I was gonna play Paparazzi also, which is an indie game we talked about earlier, where you just take pictures of dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, that you uh, was also added to Game Pass. Sorry, my brain died there. Um, but I wasn't really focusing on wind jammers. And then when I was losing on easy, I was like, Oh God, <laughs> I can't play video games right now. And then I read a book instead, oh, but nice. I will, I will play, I will play paparazzi today and I will let you guys know how it is. Um, you'll probably finish it by the end of the week. That's my guess. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's I pretty short. It's pretty um, but yeah, I, I will keep playing vampire survivor on and off it's just a fun thing and like since a maximum run takes 30 minutes you know you're not like eating up a whole ton of time uh and other than that i just like i basically use this month to just kind of like not really play as many games and wait for legends arceus because i i am excited yeah i mean like sometimes you just need those breaks and like you know i I, i'm sure i'm gonna end up taking one at some point yeah and like this year i am more than ever trying to stick to my resolution to only buy games that I know I am going to play to completion. Yeah, because he just he just bought five games for eighteen dollars. I'm taking the opposite uh, approach of just buy everything. 
taking the opposite approach, but like I bought Vampire Survivor because it was three dollars. And like when I love when games get added to Game Pass because then I feel no pressure whatsoever. Like I feel bad that I did not play Halo yet, but I didn't pay sixty dollars for Halo. Mm. So it's okay, right? For me. Right. Because like I'm not gonna put a game that came out on Game Pass that I didn't play in my backlog. Whereas like I still have like 15 games that I bought last year that just like I am a fucking moron and will never get around to playing them like i should i i should be no more heroes three i should be disgaea but i am a fucking degenerate and the way my brain works those games might as well not exist anymore and i know that's a bad way to think so i'm trying to you know i'm trying to i'm trying to be better but i just i feel like i should just buy less games overall so like the only two games that i'm really like in my head that is like i'm gonna play this are ironically pokemon legends which comes out next friday so the 28th and then elden ring which comes out the 28th of the mm-hmm. following month yeah. i believe so like you know that whatever I, I i i will gladly spend a lot of time playing a new cool pokemon game and then i will gladly spend like fucking four days playing elden ring until tunic comes out Oh no! It's a month until Tuna comes out. Tuna is uh, mid March, so yeah, I forgot that. You know, I do want to point out that like the big difference is you're spending sixty dollars and not playing them. Yeah, I. Or uh, you're you're spending you're spending eighteen dollars on five old games, or maybe they're new, and then oh no, that... this was part of like Xbox had like a backwards compatibility sale. Ah, uh, and one of the games I know is bad but I need to know. And it's one of those things where like, I couldn't buy this in a store. You got to tell me what five games you buy. You didn't tell me what five games you, you bought. You, you want to know? Um, I have to know. We hit the people demand. Okay. It. They crave it. Okay. Um, I know I need to think about this. Give me a sec. Um, you can't remember. That's bad. When you can't remember the games you bought. I got this. I got this. I, I, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, <laughs> just give me a second. <laughs> okay. Uh, Asura's Wrath. Oh, I love Azura's Wrath. Did you get the DLC? No, no. What I, the fuck? It's the true ending. You can't play Azura's Wrath without that. I gotta play the game before I buy the DLC, Manny. Like, no, it, it's a it's a fucking visual novel that takes like four hours. I'll fuck you if you if you beat the game, the regular game. If I, I like will, it, I will uh, buy the DLC. I that's no, the plan. I will. I'll force I, you to watch the ending. No, even I, if I, you didn't like it. So, uh, and then I bought this one on uh, just out of curiosity, the Bureau, the XCOM de- Declassified. Oh, was that the like weird, like third person? Yes. yes. Like, oh man, I, I don't remember how that I, that was. Yeah, I, I'm just curious. Um, yeah, that's, that's they gotta be weird. Um, what else did I, uh, Outland, which I actually legitimately think I will like by how Wait. I- the Ubisoft published Housemark game that's a Metroidvania. Oh, is that the one where it's like blue and red? It's all these different colors. It's very colorful. No, I fucking hate the Outlander as the name of a show right now. Outland. I know, it's but blue and red, auto yeah. it auto corrects. Yeah, okay. So yes, this is the game I was thinking of. Yeah, people like this. I remember this. I, I, this one I legitimately do think I might like. No, yeah, yeah, I think it was pretty cool for the time. So, uh, and then I bought Spec Ops: The Line, which I know, like, oh I, shit, I know yeah, that, I've, see, I've never played that. I know that I know the plot twist, but I'm just curious. And then the mm. other one that I, this is the one I could never buy. Like, I could never go to a store and buy this, oh, and God, I didn't want to. I, I like buying it online. Like, they would, they wouldn't know my name and my address. 
and yes. and it's Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, I was so hoping you bought the Quiet Man. <laughs> no, it was backwards compatible. Oh, you're right. Oh shit, Outland got IGN gave it a nine out of ten. Why do they only list the IGN scores when you search them on Google? I I don't know. It's fucking bullshit. Like yeah, wrong. Like, Kirby's I, 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 There's no world where I could go to Sound Go Around and like buy Duke Nukem Forever and make eye contact with the person. Like I would feel like a bad person. But this way, digitally, no one knows that I bought it. You know. Fuck! They didn't make physical copies of the Quiet Man. Damn it! <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Duke Nukem Forever sucks. Oh, it's, like- it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Uh-huh. Uh, so enjoy. Uh-huh. So I, I Do you bet- like shit and dick jokes because you're getting them. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> fuck. I in no, but it was as I said, like just morbid curiosity because like that game took like ten years to develop. And oh yeah, out, like just like a total shit show. Like I, I, I it was know. the poster child for like development hell, yes. and then it finally came out, and people were like, "Whoa, what's this? Is it going to be okay?" And it was not. And so then, fucking Final Fantasy fifteen and the Last Guardian, people were like, "I don't know, you guys remember Duke?" Duke? <laughs> Uh, thankfully, those two games didn't turn out as bad as Duke. No, Nukem Duke Forever, Nukem but... Forever, as far as I understand, is like offensively terrible. Oh yeah, it's like offensively bad. So like, I, so... I I'm excited and curious to see how bad it is. So. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, I some of them I bought because like just morbid curiosity, and then you know just I and then like also like Spec Ops the line. I know the plot twist, but I still kind of want to see how that plays and like you know just. And then Outland, I actually legitimately do think that's going to be a good game. So. Yeah, that should be cool. I don't know that you'll like Azura's Wrath, but it is amazing. I, it's one of those, like, it's so short and it is, like, so different than, like, anything else where, like, I know it's, like, kind of a beat-em-up, but then also it's kind of like... Oh, a, man, I... I, I, I had Nukio come over to my house in the morning one day and we I sat and watched him beat it. We did it in one sitting. Yeah, I know it's very short and it's basically yeah. just anime tv show oh it's so sick i love azure's wrath i can't believe capcom pretends like my boy doesn't exist he's the perfect marvel vs. capcom character they've wronged him i'm so sad uh yeah so that's that's what we uh that's what we've been playing and what matt's gonna play in the future i can't wait to hear about duke nukem oh you'll hear about duke nukem forever at some point. I want you to play Super Meat Boy. I'm so excited to hear about what you feel about Super Meat Boy. I get through the games I'm playing now, and then I then I'll move on to. Hey, you're done with Darkest Dungeon, all right? That's true. That's true. Get it out. Yeah, I'm like pretty much at the end of Ratchet and Clank, and I only have a couple more chapters of Assassin's Creed, so mm-hmm. I'm making my way through stuff. So you're getting there. Yes. Yes. There we go. Uh, but now I guess we'll move on to our part three. Yes. And I was kind of like trying to figure out something. And then I was like, well, um, Activision Blizzard was just bought. Uh huh. So why not? I, so I was like, well, let's see if they have enough to justify doing a bracket. And then I was like, oh, they actually published a weird, some weird games throughout their, their history. So, you know what? Let's do that. So I created a bracket for us, Manny. Oh. Uh, so let me get this uh, sent over to you. 
And there are 38 games on this list. Uh, I tried not to just fill it with a bunch of like uh, Call of Duty and Tony Hawk, but there are a number of Call of Duty and Tony Hawk. <laughs> it's just only Call of Duty and Tony Hawk. Mm-hmm. I still, I it breaks my brain every time I remember that Activision published Sekiro. That one, I was like, oh yeah, they did. But then, well, but like, like, it doesn't make sense because like. They already had a publishing deal with Namco Bandai to publish Dark Souls and Elden Ring. So I like I, it just seems so weird. Like there's no world in which Namco Bandai would have been like, fuck, no, we don't need another one of your games. Like I, maybe Activision just was like funding it or like they were going to give them a better deal. It just seems so weird because it's like the same type of thing. Yeah, well then, and then like I was like, oh, they did like the Total War games before Sega picked up, uh, yeah, Assembly. and it's like, oh, they did the Traveler Tales games before Traveler Tales really started doing the the Lego stuff. Like they did some like, yeah, a Quake Two was published by them in the nineties. Oh, I didn't talk about this, but they finally put out a trailer for that Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga thing. Yes, and it's coming out in March, May, May, and it like it looks fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of content that is in that looks insane, and it like looks really good. Yeah, it actually it looks like they've it looks like they've been using their time well. So, and then five seconds after it came out, there was a report published about how it is making the company have the worst crunch it's ever had. And then I felt bad about thinking it looked cool. <laughs> so there's that yeah. as well. So. But anyway, we have a 38 game list of to, to get through bracket wise. All right. Um, how soon can Tony Hawk win? Well, there's a lot of Tony Hawk, so that's true. Oh, blur rules. Fuck. Uh, but anyway, let's get started. So we have Diablo 3 versus Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. All right. So this is tough because you haven't Marvel played Ultimate Alliance 2 is not as good as the first one. Uh, which I have not played the second one and you haven't played Diablo 3. So I have not played Diablo 3. So I, you know, but I do like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 a bit. I really like Diablo 3 and I think you would really oh. like Diablo 3. Yeah, well, then Diablo 3 wins then. Yes, yes. That's fine. Um, I, I legitimately do think like you would enjoy your time with Diablo 3. Yeah, I I know I would. So uh, Diablo 2 is not on here, but that's because uh, Blizzard that, wasn't bought by them. Yeah. Yes, Blizzard was not owned by uh, Activision Blizzard at that time. So. Yes. Uh, so we have Guitar Hero 3 versus Blur. Um, I really In my like- opinion, the last good Guitar Hero game. Yes, I, I really did like uh, Legends of Rock, uh, Guitar Hero 3. I never played Blur. I think I might enjoy it. It seems like Blur fucking rules. Uh, but I would I think I would push Guitar Hero personally. So. Uh, I would say Guitar Hero 3, too. I, I do really like Blur, though. I cannot state that enough. Uh, which I mean, like it, it kind of makes me sad. Like Blur is one of those things where like they would never make that today. Uh, no, I also that developer doesn't even exist anymore, I don't think. But um. Uh, yeah blur is like was like an arcade racer that like you could get um like interesting like cart racer power-ups and it was like very arcadey the everything was like super neon blur is a really neat game if you can ever check it out but i think it got delisted from a lot of stores and stuff because like licenses and stuff ran out or whatever and the developer like 
I, I think dissolved or something. So, yeah, and and now now today, Activision is like, or at least they were like, what if instead of making Blur, you made a Call of Duty online map for us? That's that sounds like better for everyone, right? Yeah, Bizarre Creations went out of they went defunct in 2011. So yes, the it seemed right after that game was released. Then, uh, yes. I wonder. Oh, they're from the UK. I wonder if a lot of them. They are. Uh, went on to uh, work on um, Playground. Uh, I don't know, but they made Geometry Wars, so they're the best developer ever. Because Playground was created, started in like, well, the first game was 2012, so I, I bet they uh, a number of them were picked up by Playground. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the next one is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice versus Guitar Hero Live. Um, neither of us played Guitar Hero Live, but it was at least like they're trying something different. Uh, yes, and then they shut it down. Uh, but it does, they'll never make another Guitar Hero because Sekiro is going to win. I know because it's very good. Yes, it's probably one of the best of the Souls games. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, Prototype versus X-Men Origins Wolverine. This is weird. I thought about Prototype the other day, and I still can't believe it got a sequel. I bought the first one. Like People like that first one. My brother played it a lot, uh, and then people didn't like the second one quite as much. But like that that was that time. Like It came out like near the time that Infamous came out. It's just like you're like a superhero-ish dude in a open world except prototype was more violent because you're like killing the dudes with your like sword knife arms but yeah it seems like it got a lot of comparisons to infamous and like that might have not been the fairest no but i people did like prototype at the time though so like i get i get it um and i did not play x-men origins wolverine but i know that people said it actually was good and did not suck yeah i heard good things about it um the movie sucked Oh, I hate that movie. Yeah, it's not a good one. Um, so I don't really care what gets moved on. Uh, I would say prototype. Okay. Because I own it got, prototype. A, it got a sequel. I haven't played it, but I do own prototypes. Mm. Uh, the next one, DJ Hero versus Destiny. <laughs> so sad i love i love dj hero and i no i didn't put destiny 2 because i was like uh we don't well like destiny can just be like destiny 1 and destiny 2 which i guess you could say the same thing about dj hero 1 and 2 uh yeah dj hero 1 is better i really did i would say i really liked better than destiny dj hero are we talking are you saying dj hero 1 is better than dj hero 2 or are you saying dj hero is better than destiny uh, I'm saying DJ Hero is better than DJ Hero 2, but I would also say it's better than Destiny. Wow. wow. Destiny 1 is not good. What about Destiny 2? I didn't play Destiny 2. You didn't play Destiny 2 at all? No. What? I, I dislike Destiny that much. Like I, Every time someone told me it was like PSO, I get... I like My brain explodes. I'm not going to say that, not. but I will say it's... It's one of the best shooting games of all time. No, like it feels good. And like, that's the thing, though, is like most of my memories of Destiny are when it first came out and you like play it for like six hours and then 
it's really good during that time. And you're like, wow, that was the lamest final boss I've ever fought. And then they're like, hey, do you want to grind the same missions in PvP for all of time? And I said, no, thank you. And they said, all right, well, then get the fuck out because there's nothing else to do. And I was like, oh, and then they like released expansions and each one did not add that much content. Like I didn't end up playing any of the expansions of Destiny until you got your PS4 and I beat every expansion with Nukio in less than six hours. Hmm. But I mean, in f- I guess in fairness, like those games are meant to be played over and over again. They are, but like Destiny 1 was like, this is an MMO, but like if the MMO had no content. Mm-hmm. And I do think that like the Ruined King did make that game what it should have been at launch. So like if someone played Destiny after Ruined King came out, like it's, I, I don't know that it was called Ruined King. It was something King. Ruined King was the League of Legends game I just played, but... Yeah, I don't remember what the fuck it was called. Destiny King Boys, King Kingsman, King Time. I mean, if you want to, if you're feeling that passionate about the, no, I will. I will say that I will say that Destiny is a better game because, like, it objectively is. But I just, I need it to be known that I think Destiny is lame as fuck, and I didn't play Destiny Two, but I, I hope it's better. I enjoyed my time with Destiny Two. I played it more just like as a first person shooter campaign, and then once I was done, I was kind of done with it. But I, I really did enjoy my time with it. So like I, I I would like to see Destiny two or you know, just Destiny in general move ahead yeah. for at least a little bit longer just for that reason. Yes. So, okay. Uh Crash Team Racing, Nitro Refield versus Quake Two. So Quake Two two, two very similar games. Yeah, Quake Two very iconic. You know, people love the Quake Two, but I don't know not, if, for, not for me. I was gonna say like I don't know if we're the Quake audience. No, but I do love crash team racing and i love nitro refueled it was really good it was one of the best examples of a free battle pass and continuing to update with free content i've ever seen mm-hmm. so so yep all right so we'll just uh, push that ahead and say you know like uh sorry quake 2 for some people quake 2 would probably win this entire bracket uh but we yeah. got those people yes uh this next one, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time versus Diablo 3. Um, by all accounts, Crash Bandicoot 4 is a great game. I thought about buying it last week. It'll be on Game Pass at some point. <laughs> that is true. I can just wait till then. <laughs> I mean, it'll probably be like a year plus, but like it'll eventually make it play the game. Yeah, it'll get there. <laughs> um, maybe Diablo 3 will make its way to Game Pass at some point as well. No, I yeah, that that's you know, that's cool. But I mean since you played Diablo 3, I think it should win this. I, I I think even if I played both, I would still be pushing for Diablo 3. It's probably fair. I I really did enjoy my time with Diablo 3. Uh this next one, Star Wars uh Jedi Jet Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy versus StarCraft 2 Wings of Liberty. Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy is a masterpiece video game that is how everyone should make lightsabers forever. Mm. So I would say that. Okay. Did you play much Starcraft 2? No. That's another one. Like there are certain people like that would win this bracket. But for us, like 
Yeah, I was never like a big StarCraft guy. I always played Warcraft instead, which like I seems weird because like I do like fantasy settings. So like Warcraft is fine, but I space settings rule. So I don't know why I never really like played StarCraft. It might have been one of those things where it's like, well, I've already played enough of the RTS. Like I don't need more RTS. It might have also just been one of those things where like as a small child, I had access to Warcraft and I did not have access to StarCraft, I guess. I don't know. I played Age of Empires and I played Warcraft. Uh, this next one's tough. Uh, Rome Total War, okay. Spider-Man 2. Uh, now, the Spider-Man 2, this is the, the PS1, PS2 game. I can't remember which one it came PS2. Out. PS2, which is the one that like everyone was like, this is how swinging is done until Insomniac released their own Spider-Man. Yeah, you got to deliver pizzas. They're uh, fucking rules. But I think Rome Total War is like the best of like the Total War series. Mm, but Spider-Man 2 is the best of the Spider-Man series until a different company made it. Yes, until like it was the game that people talked about for like 20 years <laughs> until finally someone like legitimately took the time to make a good Spider-Man game. Yeah, I, I can't make a passionate argument about Spider-Man 2. It was a really good game, but it also was like a licensed movie tie-in thing. So like... I, you know, I, can, I don't care. Like, I And I, I don't want to be shitting on Spider-Man 2, but I kind of wonder how good it really is outside of the web swinging. Uh, I mean, it's fine. It's like every other. I'm sure like, like I'm just wondering if like the mission designs are like not that great. And it's just one of those cases where they got the, like this web swinging down. And that's really all that matters with a uh, Spider-Man game. Uh, I mean, the combat is fine and the, you know, it's it's what combat was before Arkham Asylum sure. came out, you know. So it's like fine melee combat and stuff. Like some of some of these Spider-Man games, like did things that I think that all games after them should have done. Like uh, this one, obviously with the web swinging, which they did take. But like the it was one of the later ones that like people always said had really good like wall combat mm. when you're like standing on a wall and that seems like something that they should do more with in a Spider-Man two esque game, you know? So I don't know. I, but I, I, I don't care. Like, I don't have that much passion for this game. I rented it and I liked it at the time, but I, I you know, Rome total war is a game. I go back to every couple of years. I personally, I would actually like legitimately like to push that one forward. Okay. Then there you go. Uh, uh, out of the total, I, I just, I love ancient Rome. And just like that is like a really good RTS. So, mm-hmm. uh, this next one is another one. I was like, Activision published this a Blood War yeah. Primal Fury <laughs> versus Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Um, I enjoyed right. my time with Advanced Warfare, um, but I really like bloody war i was gonna say i will die for bloody roar primal fury i don't give a shit what anyone says i don't care that it's not balanced i don't give a fuck it's so fucking fun oh i just like i rented this game and for those who don't know it is bloody roar was a fighting game series made by hudson that should be made again like when hudson went out of business they were making another bloody roar game um so it had to get canceled but uh primal fury was the one for the gamecube so i can't remember if it's like a version of bloody roar 2 or bloody roar 3 but you're you're human fighters in a 3d fighting game that uh turn into animals and so like 
it also when you would be arcade mode with each character, you would get these like weird, interesting anime cutscenes. And so like I did that with every character and I have saved that save forever until I bought the game for myself. And so like I have uh, I own Bloody Roar Primal Fury, but it's so fun. I just I, I miss fighting games like that. Like when I think of Bloody Roar Primal Fury, I also think of uh rival schools to project justice and just terms of like oh this is dumb fun like i just enjoy these characters it feels good to play like i don't know i have some bad news manny what is that bloody roar will never come back oh i know it'll never come back do you know who owns it uh no konami no oh because they do because they make bomber oh no yeah yeah hudson my boys (laughs) so i'm sorry Hey, it's okay. Capcom will never make another fucking Rival Schools game either, even though they put a fucking Rival Schools character in Street Fighter V and have a stage. I, there's a better chance of Rival Schools than Bloody Roar. I know, but they'll never make it. Well, Konami will never make another new game, so... That's, well, who knows? Maybe a, mo- a shitty mobile game. No, it seems like they might actually be like making a Silent Hill game mm. or licensing someone to make a Silent Hill game. Just license someone to make Bloody Roar. That is what it seems like is happening, but still. Uh, but anyway, uh, we moved Bloody Roar along. Mm-hmm. Uh, Call of Duty, Advanced Warfare. I, As I said, I did enjoy my time with it. Uh, it's a very good Call of Duty campaign, but like Bloody Roar is so much fun to play. So Yeah. Uh, this next one, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. This is the first one. Uh, versus Guitar Hero 3. Um, we both really did enjoy our times with uh, Guitar Hero 3, but like, yes. I there's no way Tony Hawk's not. No way. There's no way. <laughs> there's no world where, no where like, uh, just put- I, Guitar Hero 3 is a fine product. Tony Hawk Pro Skater is uh, it's, it's a timeless masterpiece. I, the Tony Hawks, like that's the only of like the main one that I have on here. After that, it's just like weird spinoff ones. Yeah. Like, in this case, like we have Call of Duty Black Ops versus uh, Tony Hawk American Wasteland. I think American Wasteland is technically Tony Hawk Seven. I'm sure it is technically, but like it is at least something different. Yeah, it was like weirdly open world. I actually never played this one. I only like saw footage of it. Um, because it ran worse on GameCube, and at that time I had a GameCube, so. Uh, I don't know. This this one's up to you, I guess. I people really like Black Ops. I know that. I never played American Wasteland. Uh, Black Ops is okay, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, American Wasteland, by all accounts, was like not a great Tony Hawk game, but it was like fine. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll just kind of push uh, Black Ops along. I do enjoy the uh the the zombies. I remember when Justin and I were roommates, we did the the Black Ops zombies quite a bit. So mm-hmm. uh, let's just kind of push that ahead for a little bit. It's gonna die in the next round anyway so oh this is an interesting matchup hearthstone versus sekiro's shadows die twice uh i will say sekiro shadows die twice because i i I did like hearthstone for a while and then when they changed seasons and made it so that every deck had to be a cthune deck which if you know anything about hearthstone people will know that was a such a long fucking time ago that that happened. Uh, I hated that change and want to just keep using my old decks, but also like, I don't know. I can't keep up with the meta of card games, man. I'm too old for this shit. Like I don't, I don't want to like have to pay a bunch of money to get new packs and like make new decks. My brain's only good enough to make one deck and I made it. And then they were like, no, you can't use that deck. And now it's sad. Three or four years ago, they released like, it was like a dungeon crawler. 
Yes, and people really like those. They're they're like weird single player storyline things, and then like they were not always on sale. Like they would take them off sale because well, the cards would no longer be but viable. Okay, I was gonna say like that was free, and it, by all accounts, it was like a great little like dungeon crawler thing if you're into that stuff. Yeah, so like it was free, and you could get some cards, but then if you paid, it was like a battle pass type thing where you would be able to get the rest of the cards. And yeah, they like would stop selling them after that season was over. I don't know if they ever changed that, but so do you think you can't even play that campaign? I don't know. They might've changed that now, but that used to be the case. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, uh, Sekiro is going to move on. Uh, And then, so we have call of duty, modern warfare. Uh, uh, This is the 2019 release. Oh, okay. Uh, versus Spyro Reignited Trilogy. Okay. Uh, you haven't played either of these. No. I have played both of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spyro, I grew up playing Spyro, and I loved uh, at least the first one. The second one, not as much, and the third one, not as much as the second one. So uh, we're Call of Duty Modern Warfare, that campaign. I didn't play any of the multiplayer, but I loved that campaign. That was one of the best campaigns I played through. It had some really fucked up shit. Uh, but I would, I'm would. i going to push uh, the, the Modern Warfare ahead. Uh, that was okay. one of the best Call of Duty campaigns I've played. I think that might be my favorite Call of Duty campaign. Okay. Uh, this next one, Overwatch versus Prototype. Um, I'm willing to just say Overwatch. Yeah, me too. <laughs> having not played prototype yeah oh how did this next one happen uh, i don't know uh, crash bandicoot insane trilogy versus tony hawk pro skater one and two that's the, the two hd remakes that uh, the activision uh what, you know had vicarious both, visions make I, say, I think they're both vicarious visions <laughs> they were i think that's really funny uh, uh we we know that we know the yeah, answer to this tony the hawk. tony hawk pro skater one and two baby yeah that's that one our best game of 2020 right yes i believe so it's because it's fucking so good i love tony hawk yes yes it's a good game mm-hmm. the last good game activision has released so. They have released the Crash Bandicoot 4 after that, but neither of us played it, so... That's true. Oh, boy, this next one. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. It's uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare versus Call of Duty World at War. Oh, my God. (laughs) Before I make a mistake, do you want to try to talk me out of it, Manny? I was going to say, I have no passion for this. I know you're going to say World at War. I want the record to show that I think Call of Duty Modern Warfare is a better game than World at War. I want want the record to show that before Matt says World at War, because I don't actually care, but I just I need people to know that's how I feel. I, I want the record to state that I also know that fallout <laughs> world at war but i don't care this is what do we enjoy more sure sure and sure sure for that reason i have to be true to myself and say that world at war is a better game than call of duty Four. okay and yes i know i'm wrong and i don't care if i'm wrong it's okay but this next one is going to be a little tougher for you fuck Tony Hawk Underground Thug versus Geometry Wars 2. Both of these games are great. 
Geometry Wars Retro Evolved is probably a masterpiece. But Tony Hawk's Underground, mm-hmm. I will never forget Tony Hawk's Underground. And I I truly believe that we should get an HD remake of this. In the first part, you are like skating over drug dealers to make them leave your property. That's just awesome, you know, and the the plot, it actually is a plot. Tony Hawk game with a plot. Your like friend is a dickhead and you guys are like trying to make it big as skaters. So you got to make like six skate tapes and then you fucking do a trick over a helicopter in the air. And then he changes the footage so that it's like him doing it. And then he gets the sponsorships and stuff, but then you start this crazy skate team with a bunch of pro skaters and then you dunk on him. Cause he's a bitch. And Oh God, I want to play Tony Hawk's underground right now. Thank you for your time. What you're saying is thank you for reminding me that Tony Hawk underground exists. No, I knew it existed. I always know. Never forget. It's very good. I like it a lot. You can get off your board. You can, it's Tony Hawk. I don't know. It's sick. Tony Hawk moves on. Sorry, Geometry Wars. Yeah, it's a great game. You know, uh, one of the best indies out there. Uh, this next one, Guitar Terror Hero 2, which I know you think is your probably your favorite. Yes. Guitar Heroes uh, versus Destiny, uh, which we already had our Destiny talk. Um, what I just want to say, like, I think the interesting thing about Guitar Hero 2 is this is like Guitar Hero 1 was actually just like a like a small indie game and then like guitar hero 2 activision was like yo we should probably get on this and then they just kept releasing guitar heroes until they killed the franchise in like four years yes uh but like uh by all accounts guitar hero 2 is a great game uh yeah i like guitar hero 2 so it definitely changed video games for uh you know a few years yeah yeah where peripherals just became this like huge thing. So okay. I just get guitar hero in general. I'm saying like, not necessarily two. So we'll push guitar hero two ahead. Cause like, I know you actively have a, you have a very active dislike for destiny. So yes. Uh, Tony toy story Two, uh, buzz light ear to the rescue, which is uh, the weird traveler tale. Um, 3d platformer. Some people don't know this, Toy Story 2 fucking rules as a game. Yeah. It's did you great... ever play this game? Yeah, I, did. I have it on. I have it for uh, N64. It's so good. It's so good. Like, oh, and the music is pretty good in it. And it's just like, yeah, it's basically like, you know, like Mario 64, like Banjo-Kazooie, but like Toy Story 2. Uh, and then the other weird one is Golden Eye 007 Reloaded. This is the remake of GoldenEye. Yeah, the good news is it sucked. Why is that good news? Just because uh, Toy Story's got to win this. <laughs> I, even if it didn't suck, I think Toy Story would have won. No, I, I do too, but I like I felt kind of bad for them because Activision was like, everybody loved GoldenEye and now we're remaking it. And it's just like the multiplayer wasn't good. The campaign wasn't good. It just wasn't good. And uh, like Toy Story 2, like legitimately is one of those weird games where it's like, oh, this is like a pretty good licensed game. Like they actually put effort into this game and like it, the areas are like big and interesting to explore. There's all kinds of weird stuff going on. Like it, it's a fun, it's a fun game. I don't necessarily know like 
if it holds up super well today, but in my memory and like watching some gameplay of it, actually someone made me watch an entire playthrough of it last year at work. We just had it on a screen at work with no commentary and someone was just playing through. It was very weird. Uh, but it, it like still seems like it was something that I would enjoy probably. So, you know, well, and they also like, cause this was traveler's tales at that time making, they made a lot of these like Disney games. Cause I, I remember they also made a bug's life. And that's another like just hey, this is like a competent like three D platformer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but I chose this one over a Bug's Life just because like I knew you really liked Toy Story a lot yeah. more. Like, Toy Story is like one of your favorite film franchises all the time. So. It is, yeah. But I just this this game is weird that it's good and same same thing. I mean, then that happened with Toy Story three too, right? But uh, the <laughs> first Toy Story game, eh, you know, well that was like a two D platformer, right? Yeah, and that was not great, but you know. Anyway, we'll just kind of push uh, Toy Story 2 along. And mm-hmm. this next one, this is going to be one I'm just going to have you decide. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which I played and I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Refuel or Nitro Fuel. Uh, I would say Ultimate Alliance. Uh, I mean, this was really the first time that we had like all the Marvel guys in one game, right? Yeah. I mean, that I can really remember. I mean, there was like a an Avengers game on the Super Nintendo, but it only had like six characters in it. So like, you know, I mean, I guess like Capcom versus Marvel 2 had a ton. Of- yeah, yeah. And Capcom. Uh, yeah. Capcom versus Marvel versus Capcom and one and two. Definitely. But well, other than that, I think, yeah, this is the I mean, like, two had like a ton. But like even this takes it to a whole nother level where there were like a lot of like B and C and D like level characters. Yeah. They just fill this, this roster. Mm -hmm. And it's just like this fun, dumb, mindless, like RPG with Marvel characters. Uh, And then the very last matchup, and then we'll move on to like, like rounds where like the, the games that won, uh, which is doom three versus Skylanders. Um, so I never played Doom 3. I know people get very excited about the flashlight tech. Uh, or they did at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that anyone's still excited about Doom 3's flashlight tech. But uh, people were like weirdly upset that like it Doom took a different like kind of turn. I, I, If I am recalling correctly, this was like closer to a survival horror game with the like darkness and the trying to light stuff up as opposed to like just balls out action crazy shit. As far as I understand, and I haven't played Doom 3, it is something that's on Game Pass, so I want to check out at some point. Like, by all accounts, it's not a bad game. It's actually a pretty good game. It's just not a good Doom game. Yeah, which is that, yeah, that 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 is the sentiment that I've heard as well. Uh, and, uh, then, and then Skylanders oh an interesting game. Yeah, Skylanders Spyro's Adventure is... Uh, interesting one because they didn't think they could sell it uh, without Spyro. So like Spyro is one of the main Skylanders and they put his name on it. Whereas Skylanders became a name on its own. So every one of the like six games after this did not say Spyro. Uh, Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I played Skylanders and I played the second one Skylanders giants. And then I, you know, didn't play the remaining four or five after that. Uh, But like, it was cool. And it's one of those things where I don't know, like the toys to life market sort of died, but 
it, it was a weird thing because it's basically just like DLC, but real, you know, where it's like, oh, I have this character that I can put on the portal and then they're in the game. But it is just like a shitty monetization of a thing, you know, where like, I, I mean, they give you all the necessary. You get two characters with the game which is like spyro and someone else i can't remember what the first one and like that gives you enough to complete the game but then you like can't get through every door and you can't do everything but you can at least beat the game it's just one of those things where it just feels like a really kind of scummy monetization thing uh but it was a cool concept and like other games did it better i think like disney infinity was less about like oh, hey, you can't get through these doors and more about like, oh, this is like a new play set. So it's like adding another game to it. Which I thought you were being a little hyperbolic by saying like the other four or five games. Oh, that's dead ass serious. Yeah, yeah at least one in 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16. Yeah, so there was Skylander, Spyro's Adventure, Giants, and then I don't know the order of the other ones, but there was Swap Force, Trap Next Team... Time imaginators imaginators is the last one and then there was one that's like about cars superchargers superchargers that was the only one i didn't get yeah there were like six other ones like no i it it was wild and like that's why uh, someone i know worked on giants and that's why i ended up getting into skylanders was mainly so that i could beat the game and then take a picture of their name in the credits okay and send it send it to them but I did like it too. Like other than that, like I wanted to get into it, but that was the thing that pushed me over the edge. And then once I did that, and like I have a bunch of Skylanders from those first two seasons, but then like they started to get really shitty with it where it's like, Oh, well now you have to get the season three stealth elf, even though you already have the other one, because that one can only get to level 20. But if you get the new one, it can get to level 30 and do more in the new game. And I was just like, man, fuck that. Like, I'm not about that life. I'm not going to keep buying the same fucking figurine for each one of your fucking seven games or whatever. So like, I, I think those other games are cool and they had kept adding more and more content. But it was one of those things where it's just like, I can't like where I can't put the stuff somewhere. Like, I can't just have my house can't be entirely the Skylanders figures. So Skylanders and uh, Rock Band. Uh, yeah, like I, I I can see three rock band guitars from here. Uh, thankfully, the Skylanders are behind a wall, so I can't see them right now. But considerably smaller. They are. And like at least like Amiibos, I are we're supposed to do the same thing, but in theory do jack shit. Like I like those characters, so that's why I buy the Amiibos. Whereas like Skylanders is like, oh, this is like a random Skylanders character. Like I'm not buying a fucking figurine of Terry Bogard. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I could see, like, someone, like, I really like Spyro. Like, that is something. But, like, yeah, and so, like, I obviously have Spyro, but, like, no one's like, uh, don't you guys love Drobot? Like, he's fine. He's a robot Spyro. All right, let's all calm down. <laughs> Stealth Elf was my favorite Skylander, in case anyone was going to ask. Uh, anyway, what do you think should win, Skylanders? I don't. I mean, I didn't play Doom 3, so I don't. I don't know. We'll just push. I get we can say Skylanders is gonna get dunked on anyways. Uh I mean like Doom Three, I do want to play it and I will play it at some point. Uh just out of curiosity primarily. Uh but mm. so we'll just move Skylanders along for now though. Uh going back up to the top. I like Diablo three, but you made the comment that you think Star Wars Jedi Academy <laughs> is a masterpiece. Well, it's specifically because of the lightsabers. So, like, I think in all reality, Diablo 3 is a better game, almost certainly. Whereas, like, 
this a Jedi Knight? It was Academy and uh, is your world at? No, this is not. Uh, like I like this game, and they actually just re-released this and the sequel or prequel on uh, on Switch and a couple other platforms. But it, it's like a very good third-person action game, and like it has really good lightsaber combat, and like the lightsabers feel good because they like cut through stuff, and like the um, what the fuck is it called? I don't know. Uh, Never played the game. The multiplayer was like really competitive and fun and stuff. But I, I think like it's it's just old enough and like kind of weird and janky enough. And it's not super long, but like people do really like Jedi Academy. And uh, I think the other one might have been Jedi Knight 2. And then Jedi Outcast was Jedi Knight 3, which was also super sick. But that was more like a first person shooter. Uh, yeah, but I overall Diablo 3 is almost certainly a better game, I think. Well, it got ported over Jedi Academy to Xbox. Yeah, like it, they just re-released it uh, on everything, probably. Um, but they're cool, and like the those new re-releases have uh, online multiplayer for people who want to do that. So. Okay, it just got re-released to Switch and PS4. In a yes. So interesting. Okay. Uh, so, but anyway, we'll move uh, Diablo three along. Um, mm-hmm. a great game. Uh, mm-hmm. Total War versus a Bloody Roar Primal Fury. I really like Rome Total War, but we both like a uh, Bloody Roar. <laughs> so I that is true. So we'll just move up uh, Bloody Roar. Uh, yeah, we can do that. that keep that trucking along. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater versus Black Ops. Uh, I would say Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Tony Hawk. We'll just kind of push that. <laughs> um. Ooh. Shadow uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice versus Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, this is the, the the 2019 remake or whatever you want to call it. I like Modern Warfare's campaign, but you like Sekiro more than I like. I, I do like Sekiro quite a bit. so I am willing to concede uh, Call of Duty. Okay. Um, the next one, Overwatch versus Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake. I want to push Tony Hawk ahead. Personally. Yeah, I mean, I'm no. Oh, yeah. So like I played a lot of Overwatch and I really liked Overwatch and the year it came out. It was my game of the year because of how much I played it. And I don't normally like first person shooters, but like it's not a first person shooter. No, fuck off. <laughs> uh, I, I, <laughs> I that conversation just be like, I've made a mistake. I didn't. Yeah, that was a that was very weird because it is a first person. It like literally is a first person. Yeah, shooter. I'm not going to argue this, but like, I, yes, yes. <laughs> um, wh- whereas like now I hate Overwatch. So like when thinking about it makes me angry I, because I, mean, I just like it made me f- so filled with hatred. I became a bad person when I played Overwatch. I feel the same way. I played it to the point where I hate it now. So like, and I, I feel bad that that happens. So. I feel bad that that happened too, but I could never play Tony Hawk pro skater one and two so much that I hate it because it's magical and I love the music and I love the whole thing. I think if I really tried to 100% this game, uh, specifically the score based ones where you have to get like the three stars or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. With the rubber banding, I could see myself eventually like wanting to just like put my fist through a wall. Oh, I did. I did that. I did it. <laughs> I know you did it. But with the I didn't put my fist through a wall. I did that. I beat it. I know you beat it. Uh, and I know I'm pretty good at Tony Hawk one and two. It was just one of those things where like the rubber banding was just like 
this is actively terrible. Oh yeah. This is actively terrible. And like, if I want to enjoy this game, I need to stop trying to like, like do everything. I need to. Yeah, accept. but then you got to unlock skate heaven, dude. I'm okay. I'm oh, it's so cool. God talks to you. Uh, so, uh, so that's my only knock is those those rubber banding like like score based levels. So. Uh, but anyway, uh, Call of Duty World at War versus Tony Hawk Underground. Uh, I, I will, never. I will. I will say this. I want it to be known that I think Tony Hawk's Underground is a better game than Call of Duty World at War. But I will let it win because it's going to lose anyways okay. in the long run. <laughs> I see what you're doing. You're, you're, yes. you're just if live to fight another day. Type live thing. to fight another day. That's so, okay. Call of Duty World at War is <laughs> the best Call of Duty game that's ever been. <laughs> that's what that's what everybody says. Everybody says that. I, there's one person in the world that says that. Hey, look, that's <laughs> enough. They're on this podcast, so that's enough. Fifty percent of the podcast believes. I just, I have zero percent interest in any Call of Duty stuff. So, like, it just, I, I can't. I don't, I don't have it in me, man. Zombies. I hate Call of Duty zombies too. So, like, it's just I'm extra out, you know. But it's yeah, whatever. It's just, it's not for me. I don't, that's, it's just not, it's not my thing. So I can't, you know, I can't judge. I, I legitimately do love the, the, the zombies. And, and no, I know. I, people, most people do, I think, other than like my brother. It's one of those things where either you love it or you just like, you're like, this is the worst thing. And I, I, I'm angry that they're wasting resources on this. Yeah. But that's, that's Treyarch's whole thing. Not wasting resources, but <laughs> making zombies. Yeah. That's what made them unique. Uh, yes. Uh, but anyway, uh, World at War moves on. And now we have Guitar Hero 2 versus Toy Story 2. I'll let you kind of. <sighs> I want, I want, in my heart of hearts, I would love to say Toy Story 2, but Guitar Hero 2 is like, it's the, it. I don't know. That was like, Guitar Hero 1 was really cool, but Guitar Hero 2 like made it like mainstream for everybody, you know, like people. By that time, people were like, everybody had Guitar Hero 2. You know what I mean? Right. And it just, I, I don't know. It had a good selection of songs. Uh, so it, it's its 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 just, it's very good. It was like when rhythm, uh, physical rhythm games were at their peak, probably. Well, I would say rock, rock, a little bit later with Rock Band. But like, this was when they truly like mattered, I guess. I would say yeah. like, I would actually say Guitar Hero 3 and Rock Band 1 is when they peaked. Yeah, almost certainly. Rock Band 2 had its time as well, I think. But uh, but uh, we'll move uh, Guitar Hero 2 along. And then we have Marvel Ultimate Alliance for Skylanders. It's going to be Ultimate Alliance. Ultimate Alliance, uh, 100%. 1,000%. So now we are in the top eight. Mm-hmm. We have Diablo 3 versus Bloody Roar. Oh, I I can't argue. Like I just I like I, 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 I like Bloody Roar, but it's not you know it's it's a fun fighting game. I don't know. 
I mean, Manny, we just literally pushed Call of Duty 4 out for World at War. So we can do whatever the fuck we want. No, we can do whatever we want. I'm just saying, what do you believe? I like I will I will divert this to you. Like if you are just like, oh, Diablo 3 is better than that. Like I can't make that judgment. I know so many people who play Diablo 3 and like play every season and like do. I didn't didn't get into it. I just played through the game and I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, but like, honestly, like if I had to make like a top 10 fighting game list and maybe that's something we should do at some point, I think bloody roar would make that list. Oh, interesting. Well, I mean, I like, I have no problem with that. I just like, I have no like value judgment for Diablo. I think it might be my favorite 3d fighter. Interesting. Okay. I would take that as a statement. I do like, I like Tekken, but you know, and virtual fighters are good as well, but like there's, so much fun about like, just, like <laughs> forming into those different animals at some point so like, yes I, i'm not saying it's the best of those i'm just saying i enjoy it but yeah it's your favorite i get it uh, so I get I, I, i'm willing to say bloody roar i think like I, okay i'll do I, it i know I'll that's one that, like another one that there's a lot of people that get upset over that decision but you know what fuck them this is for us <laughs> this is the funniest list of all time now because it makes no fucking sense Uh, anyway uh tony hawk pro skater one versus sekiro Uh, dog i I, like i really like sekiro and like i ah see this hurts i i think sekiro is like and i i use it as an example of like it is like the best game design that I can think of. It's like you hit, it tries to teach you a specific mechanic with each boss. And then when you get to Genichiro that first time you have to utilize what you have learned and the game will crush you into dust until you learn the fucking lesson that it was trying to teach you. But it's not like you don't have that because if you were able to get to that point, you were able to utilize and use all of the skills. So they're there deep within you. You just have to pull them out. I don't know, man. It's so fucking well designed, but I, you know, Tony Hawk pro skater though. It's good. It's good. Do we also have another Tony Hawk? I would argue the first one changed our lives. Yes, it did. So we can say that. We can say Tony Hawk Pro Skater. You're willing to say that? Yeah, that's that's fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> this list is going to end up Tony Hawk versus Tony Oh, Hawk. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we know which one wins because one of them has Tony Hawk and yeah. also the second Tony Hawk. So uh, we have the next one, Tony Hawk 1 and 2 versus World at War. I'm sorry, Matt. This can go on no further. Call of Duty World at War has to be stopped here. It cannot. It, it's. I know. We had a good run. It, it made it so far. Make one impassionate argument. Go for it. Zombies. Yeah, but the thing that people liked about this game was the fire tech. So. I, I know. I'm, I'm just being stupid. Like, I am not going to. World of War is better than Tony Hawk 1. Look, I'm just saying the only thing I knew about that game was that it had a good fire in it. So Zombies. (laughs) I just love, I I don't know why. Some games, I just remember the marketing. And they're just like, they're always like, it has this one thing. And for World of War, they're like, you guys seen these fires? And it was like, okay, okay. that's that's a good looking fire you got there, bro. 
<laughs> Which it's also one of those cases where it's like, you do know Far Cry 2 already did this, right? No, I know. And it's, it's just like someone like, that's why the only thing I remember about Star Fox Adventures is they were like, you guys see this hair on Star Fox? How do you guys feel about the hair? It looks so good, right? The hair. And it's just yeah. like, I get, I guess, like, what? Is this how you're selling me on this? Like, what the fuck? You see this game? We have horses and they won't run into trees. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. That's the best part of Breath of the Wild, if we're being honest, is that the horses don't run into trees. <laughs> oh, I just remember that one, too. And we were just like, what? See that mountain? You can go to that mountain. Oh, God. Miyamoto and fucking Aonuma. These guys. They, that was crazy. Or was that was that was that Aonuma and Iwata? I don't even I, remember. I, it was I the game awards. I remember that. I think it was Aonuma and Miyamoto, but I'd have to I'd have to watch the famous horse technology of Breath of the Wild video again to see. Uh, that is that was definitely one of my favorite uh, game award moments of all time. So. I I like to think that that's truly what they said. <laughs> and then it's not like the translator like fucked it up. I just like to believe that that is what was said. I bet in their minds, like you see that mountain, you can go to that mountain. <laughs> it, like, it's like, I don't know how well they pay attention to Western games. So I bet in their minds, like it was something mind blowing. No one has said that about Pokemon Legends Arceus yet. And I'm getting disappointed. <laughs> Maybe there are no mountains. No, there is Mount Coronet. Hmm. Because it's Diamond and Pearl's world, but in the past. And I think that's where Arceus lives or some shit. Well, Manny, maybe you can't go to that mountain. Oh, fuck. I didn't think about that. That's where <laughs> that could be. That's why you can't go there. That mountain, you can't go there. Damn it. Uh, it's a twist on an old. Uh... Yeah, that's that's the twist. But anyway, we should probably get back to the bracket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Guitar Hero 2 versus Mar- Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1. I, just, uh, Guitar Hero 2, I guess. I don't know. Both came out right around the same time, I think. Uh, Yes, they did make a 360 version of Guitar Hero 2. Mar- Al- Marvel Ultimate Alliance was like a 360 launch title, I believe. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, Guitar Hero 2 might have been as well, because I... I remember thinking it was weird that it came out on 360 at all. Guitar Hero 2 was 2000, November 2006. I bet they did come out right around the same time, actually. not. E- I was just thinking like within a couple years of each other, but now I'm thinking they might have come out the same like same year. So let's see, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I was supposed to talk. I'm sorry. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, uh, and like I didn't know we were live again. Uh, so I was talking about Mar- Marvel Ultimate <laughs> Alliance and Guitar Hero Two. They did. They come came out both in 2006 within a month of each other. So uh, that's very important. Great, is- great awkward pause. I think you should leave that in. Oh, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave that <laughs> right in there uh, because otherwise the laughing would make no sense. Um, I still can't believe it happened right at the end. Uh, 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 but yeah, same year for Guitar Hero 2 and Ultimate Alliance. I would still say, yeah, Guitar Hero 2 moves on. Uh, the here, the one weird thing about Guitar Hero 2 that was only on PS2 
the the Xbox 360 didn't come out until 2007, which is the same yeah. year Guitar Hero 3 came out. So they came out like Guitar Hero 2 and 3 if you have Xbox came out very close to each other, which is I think is a little nice. Uh, but anyway, uh, now we are in the final four. Uh, we have Bloody Roar, Pl- Primal Fury versus Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1. I, we're just gonna move Tony Hawk ahead. Is this what we'll just say? We'll just say yeah, we'll just have this happen. Yeah. We it's already predetermined. Tony Hawk Pro Skater moves up. Okay, and then we have a uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two versus Guitar Hero two, and we'll say that Tony Hawk Pro Skater mm-hmm. one and two beats Guitar Hero two. Mm-hmm. And so then we have Tony Hawk one versus Tony Hawk the remake of one. But, the but also of- the remake of two. Yes. So you see, mm-hmm. that's why Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 has to win uh-huh. is because it has the other game it's up against and another one inside it. Mm-hmm. And also 1 and 2 will be added to Game Pass, so then you'll be able to play that on your computer. Wow. That's just, that's great. Thanks, Microsoft. Mm-hmm. We can play all these fine products perhaps someday on... I, I doubt they'll do one, the original Tony Hawk, because why Why would you do that? Well, but the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is that. Um, well, exactly. Yeah. And maybe now that Microsoft owns it, they'll actually do three. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you will be able to play the world's best Call of Duty game, Call of Duty World at War on Game Pass <laughs> someday. Well, I already own that on my, I have a 360 disc of that, so. Yeah, but like that's that's not on Game Pass. Yeah, you could get true. you could you don't even need a disc if it's on Game Pass. That's true. So they're not gonna put out Bloody Roar Primal Fury. No. Sadly. No, because that's Konami. Also, they won't be able to put out the Star Wars game. No. Because they don't have that license. Or Sekiro. they probably won't be able to put out Sekiro either, actually. Yeah, that's probably not either. Yeah. <clears throat> Sad. That'd be interesting if like who owns that IP. Yeah, I wonder if that's the deal from Software Made was they own the IP, but you know they got to get the the publishing. Because mm-hmm. like Demon Souls, Sony kept the rights to that, but like at that time, that studio was in a different place than by Sekiro. Yeah, and then I still think it's so funny because Dark Souls is so obviously a sequel to Demon Souls right. that it's like funny, funny, and then they're just like, no, it's so different. And you're like, okay. <laughs> And then Elden Ring seems like it's just more Dark Souls. Yeah, it just seems like it's Dark Souls again. It's like, all right, guys. Well, you know, at least Elden Ring like actually seems like it's in a different world. Like Demon Souls definitely was supposed to be like the same type of world as well, different for Elden Ring. I mean, it still looks like a Souls game, whatever, but it's like, you know, it's supposed to be different, a different like lore and shit. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I, no one saw it coming that Tony Hawk pro skater one and two would win. Uh, well, I didn't know which Tony Hawk was going to (laughs) win. That's true. And I didn't know if we were just going to just push them both to the one and two, Uh, but like it was us. Sometimes that happens, though. But like, also, I don't give a fuck about Call of Duty. Yeah, uh, and the only one I care about is the one that's considered like one of the worst ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, it, I guess we should have put a disclaimer at the beginning that if anyone likes Activision, they should not listen to this <laughs> podcast. It's bad, or just listen to how terrible our opinions are. 
hey, we have the best opinions. I'm willing to admit mine are questionable. At hey, look, Sekiro got far. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. World at War got really far. Diablo 3. Got... You know what? Fuck, fuck everybody. But Guitar Hero 2 is good. Marvel mm-hmm. Ultimate Alliance is good. Toy Story 2 is good. I should have put Destiny 2 instead of Destiny 1. I might have gotten able to push that further. Mm, that might be true. That might be true. But I think it lost to Tony Hawk. Yeah, it did. So it doesn't so, matter. It, was, so it wasn't going to beat Tony Hawk. Oh, no, I lost to Guitar Hero. Okay. It, well, sure, whatever. It beat DJ yeah. Hero. So. Yeah. Poor DJ Hero. Gone too soon. From this bracket and real life. <laughs> Yeah, it, by all accounts, like I think most people are like, "Oh, it's just Guitar Hero, but with the DJs." But it it, it actually oh, it's different. so fuck, it's so fucking fun. It's so different. I love uh, DJ Hero, so fun, man. And then they like lost all the rights to that music, so you can't even buy the DLC anymore or anything. So it's like, ugh, so sad. Is Guitar Hero Live or whatever they called it? Is that still going? Oh no, they shut that down a couple years ago. Yeah, because it was like. It wasn't you wouldn't buy the music. You would like buy time on like the weird online live channel or right. some shit. And so it was like after they shut down the servers, that game is basically fucking worthless. Right. So that's kind of a bummer. But we're like rock band. Say what you want, but they're still releasing DLC for that. They are, even though they're owned by Epic, they uh, still putting out songs for it. So that's cool. And they're like songs I like now too. like the past like several months have been songs that i like actually listen to actively and really like so i think that's neat they finally fucking put some newfound glory songs in there after years and years of people spamming the request thing with newfound glory songs so i like that uh but yeah i mean that's our really accurate and true bracket to activision mm-hmm. that is not at all <laughs> not at all tainted by bias just pure objective criticism i mean this would be a less interesting uh bracket if we went by what like if we were just like objective rather than subjective oh yeah i well, who gives a fuck then i mean yeah, then yeah. it would just be like oh modern warfare yes you know call so. of duty 4 is better than world at war blah, blah, blah. nobody's interested it, uh, well yeah, yeah no one cares about that <laughs> there's at least one person that listens to the podcast that's going to be very upset by that and we know him i look you made the decision not me i made it known that i had no part in that i also made the made it known that i recognize that i'm wrong but i still i gotta go i know part, so. that's fine uh but yeah, I mean, that that's it for this week. Uh, as always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chiptune band. You should check them out. And uh, we'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. Peace out. <laughs>